money. It comes with a lot of questions, and Fidelity can help you get answers. Visit fidelity.com slash blackwealth to learn more. Earners, what's up? Look, in the world of personal finance management, finding the right tool is crucial. If you've been relying on Mint to keep your personal finances in check, I got a mix of news for you. Mint is closing down. But here's a silver lining. Monarch Money is stepping up as the go-to financial app, and users, including myself, are making the switch with a smile. Before Monarch, juggling my finances felt like navigating a stormy sea. Other apps either lacked features or were too cumbersome. Then came Monarch Money. Its ease of use, powerful features, and sleek design turned financial management from a chore into a breeze. The constant updates, well, that's the cherry on top. But what truly set it apart for me was its collaboration feature. Money matters constrain relationships, but Monarch brings peace to the table. The app's collaboration tools allowed my partner and I to seamlessly manage our finances together. We aligned on our budgets, tracked our cash flow, and even planned our future goals all in one place. Speaking of goals, be it saving for a down payment, your dream vacation, or your children's education, Monarch simplifies it all. It's no wonder the Wall Street Journal hailed it as the best budgeting app. This isn't just an app. It's the next generation of personal finance management, ad-free, intuitive, and always evolving with you in mind. Now look, Monarch isn't just another app. It's the all-in-one solution. From effortlessly importing your data from Mint to customizing your dashboard to your heart's content, Monarch respects your privacy with a strict no-ads, no-data-selling policy. This is financial management as it should be, focused on you. Look, after trying out Monarch for myself, I understand why it's a top-rated personal finance app. And right now, get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com slash Mondays. That's M-O-N-A-R-C-H-M-O-N-E-Y dot com slash Mondays for your extended 30-day free trial. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. Yes, Zerski. What's happening? Let's get to it. Another marvelous Market Mondays. Yes. Live from New York City. <laughs> the sun is out, clearly. <laughs> <laughs> Two, what up? What's going on? What's going on? It is the first of May, the first day of a new month. Yeah. Happy Monday. Happy birthday to all the tourists out there. Yes. It is a new month. It was pouring all weekend here in New York torrential uh we got some sun today thank god the sun is always shining absolutely <laughs> there's a lot of stars but only there's one only yo, there's only one sun man 
I was talking to Tom. We're going to get to it. Yeah, you got to wait till that sunset to see the rest of That's it. a fact, man. <laughs> Sunshine plays a major part in the daytime. Fact. Ah, another glorious Monday. The show must go on. We got a lot to talk about today. Um, this is live for anybody that's in the, the chat. I got that it. has questions. This is live. We live got from Ian New York. Dunlap in the building. Had to show up. Ian is in the flesh. This is this is not AI generated hologram. Not yet. Not, not yet. yet. Keyword is yet. Keyword yet. Yeah. Um, this is real. This is real. Um, so we're gonna get to it. I don't want to waste too much time. Uh, just make a couple quick announcements. Big week for us, earn your leisure. Um, shout out to my guy Dre, uh, Andre from Chicago. Uh, he, he's put out a dope episode. We'll be putting out tomorrow about NACA, mm-hmm. uh, mm-hmm. real estate. Back to the basics for us. Um, you know, that's that's how we started as far as the blueprint of practical situations that people can use. NACA is a real estate program that allows you to put no money down, no closing costs. Um, and he has championed that program. So he just kind of walked you through the ins and outs of um, NACA. So that's provided by the bank. Um, and once again, this is a, a program that a lot of people aren't really even aware of, yep. but it's great, especially for first time home buyers, um, people that are struggling to buy a home. One of the biggest issues is uh, not having enough money to put down for a down payment. So NACA allows you to buy a home without a down payment. There are a lot of stipulations involved. Mm-hmm. That's why we have the episode. So we'll go through every one of them to kind of show you best practices on how to, um, you know, best utilize the system. So, um, yeah, that's going to be a good one. Shout out to Dre. And he's a, he's a good dude, too. So shout out to him. Um, tomorrow, 8 o'clock Eastern Standard Time. Looking forward to it. And this week we will be in Louisville, Kentucky. Yes. For the Kentucky Derby. Yes. Um, so shout out to everybody in Louisville. I might need a barber out there. So if you know any barbers, hit me up or hit A B up on Instagram and um let us know what is what what's the best barber in Louisville. Louisville. Kentucky. You're doing your two pocket biggie vibes when you look. Oh man, the drip will be out. I want to know why. I, I was not invited to the Met Gala. We'll talk about that later on. This is a fact. It's happening today. Shout out to everybody that is talk at the Met Gala. Shout later out to all those people. And uh, shout out, shout out to uh, Black Enterprise. Yes, yeah. uh, Thank for, you. for, for the the cover look that was uh, greatly appreciated. A nice look. Shout out to Selena Hill for the write up. Uh, and shout out to Ty, our boy Ty, for the photo shoot. Uh, it was it was a good time. It was a fun time. And shout out to Mike, Mike, man, Mike I Bogart, our, our stylist, Mike Barnett. Amazing. Who uh, put together the threads for that look, man? Mike is a legend. So Mike is curating some stuff for the Kentucky Derby as well. And so you know the drip journey continues. Can you tell them how long that's going to work on? Then I'll say it because they won't say because they're nice, right? Do not be jealous of success you did not work for. When everyone has a win, so when I saw people coming up and I didn't have things together, I applauded them on their journey. And then when it became my turn, they applauded me. So I want to applaud y'all for. Thank you. Dope cover, dope interview. Appreciate that. I've seen some little commentary online. I'm learning that. That's fine. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, y'all mad over a cover, a black and what's y'all gonna do? We get on Forbes. <laughs> Shout out to Bloomberg. <laughs> nah, pre- appreciate that. Thank you. Thank you. Appreciate that. Um, Market Mondays World Tour continues. Yes. yes. Next stop is London. London you know. Town. London, get your tickets now. June 18th, only a few tickets left. That's gonna be a very uh dope show, summertime, London. 
looking forward to it. Uh, heading back out there, probably my favorite city right now in the world. So shout out to London. Uh, we will be on our way. So get your tickets now. Get your tickets, everybody in the UK and everybody in America. Yes. Get your tickets to London. Let's let's make this a vibe. And um, the last thing I'll say is, oh, before I forget, my brother Nineteen Keys hit me up. Shout out to Nineteen Keys. Yeah, he want he asked me to do something for him. He's having a show at the Apollo, mm-hmm. I believe, on Saturday. Mm-hmm. Yep. So he wants to give a May fourth, May fourth, May fourth, yeah, May fourth, May fourth. What day is that? I Thursday? believe that is Thursday. Thursday, his Thursday, birth- his birthday. So he wants to give away ten tickets. So 10 lucky people he wants to give away tickets to. So you could just email, email high level media LLC. High, but level is LVL. High LVL media LLC at gmail.com. Uh email your name. And yeah, I think that was that's probably all you need. Email your name and your email address. Um, and he's given a 10 ticket giveaway before his show. So uh, unfortunately, we won't be able to make it because we will be in Kentucky. But um, everybody in New York City, come out, support my brother, 19 Keys, man. Um, Congratulations to him for doing a show at the Apollo. Absolutely. Uh, Amazing, um, you know, accomplishment and um, kudos to him and his whole team. Yeah. So um, if you're in New York, definitely support the bro. I'm sure he's going to put on a great show. I know he got a lot of surprises. <laughs> so um, I'm looking forward to seeing the recap on Instagram. Yeah, well, we got a little bit of inside look of what the, the show is going to look like. And I am highly disappointed that we will not be there. But the high level tour will be going through a bunch of cities and we will be in a few in, in a couple of cities. I know you're going to be on one of the dates. We'll be on one of the dates. So if you're in New York, if you're in New Jersey, Connecticut, make sure you pull up to the Apollo. And it's our brother's birthday, man. It's That's his birthday. Right. So what other better way to celebrate his birthday but with him in New York City on the 4th, man. Go support that. Go get your tickets. Stop playing. Yeah, we will be at the Kentucky Derby for sure. So if you're in Louisville, uh, <laughs> show us <laughs> some love. Show us some love, man. And the last thing that I'll say before we get this show on the road is InvestFest back bigger than ever. We broke the news last week that Diddy will be one of the keynote speakers, he will be giving an address. We actually will be doing a conversation with him, sit-down conversation. Um, highly anticipated. Uh, a lot to talk about. Yeah, you saw what he did tonight? Oh, uh, yeah, Sean John. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah we, that's, that's one of the things to talk about. Nostalgia. Um, but yeah, every question will be asked. Oh, wow. Every Nothing's off limits. Nothing is off limits. <laughs> <laughs> And I think, I think he wants it that way. No, no, for sure. Yeah, he wants it that way. Every question will be asked. And like I said, along with a variety of other, you know, brightest minds in the world. Of course, Ian Dunlap will be in the building. 19 Keys, Robert Smith, Rich Paul, Ray Lewis, Al Harrington, Ronnie Brown, Ari, Jada. Jeezy. Jeezy. Ja Rule performing. Oh, man, it's going to be a vibe, man. JD. Shout out to JD. Jermaine Dupree. We got yeah, yeah. Diddy and Jermaine Dupree. Four verses. Four the verses. Four the verses. Four the verses. That's a fact. Four the verses. History only. So get your tickets now. See you in Atlanta at the end of the summer. More, and more bombs to come. Oh, a lot more. Um, Troy. Troy just told me one right now. I was like, bruh. Easy. Yeah. More, more, more bombs on the way. All right. Y'all know how this works. Do your own research. Uh, so shout out to everybody that's been doing their own research. Y'all know how this goes, man. Our content is intended to be used and must be used for informational purposes only. It's very important to do your own analysis before making any investment decision based on your own personal circumstances. You should take independent financial advice from a professional in connection with 
or independently research and verify any information that you find on our show and wish to rely upon, whether for the purpose of making an investment decision or otherwise. This is a message brought to you by the good brothers at Earn Your Leisure and the good brother Ian Dunlap, the master investor himself. Please do the research. And when you find good research, share it. And if you got it from somebody, let them know that too, man. Give them credit. Uh, and that's how we build community. And the community is building. We see it everywhere we go. The community is building. Shout out to you. That's a fact. Ian, any announcements you would like to make? Yeah, Stock Club Call will be on Wednesday at 930 Central. Shout out to my Red Panda family. Let me get some pandas in chat. Get your tickets to Market Mondays Live in London. Yeah. Um, I will give you a trading plan for how to trade the London session. Yeah. Five most important indicators when trading or investing. The top 10 sites for research. The top 10 lessons you want to learn if you want to learn how to be profitably consistently. And I'm going to give you some new targets to use in this new crazy market. Mm. So can consistently win when you're trading. So get your tickets now. It's going to be a hell of a show. And I'm going to put it up on screen, the link for y'all to join Sniper at Ooh. the show. So get your tickets now. There you wow. Go. Peacock go. Theater. We will be there June 18th. Let's go. There you have so it. you tapped in. So let's get into this. Let's get into it. So let's start with Intel, shall we? Yes. Um. So after recording their worst quarterly loss, is it time to call Intel officially dead? <laughs> or do we think um, they can make a comeback? Intel chip giant is one of the first chip yes. companies, right? We do. Yeah. We talk about chips a lot. We talk about you know, the ETF, SMH, we talk about Taiwan Semiconductor, AMD, but Intel's like the granddaddy of them all. Yeah, yeah, prevalent in the 80s and 90s, um, not as prevalent in the 2000s. Uh, I guess, we, could we call it a dinosaur in this space? Yes, is that it is. Yes, a dinosaur, dinosaur fuel. <laughs> yes. Um, I don't want to say that they're dead, but I will go on record stating that Intel will never be number one or number two again. Hmm. The high of Intel, let me make sure I'm correct. Okay, the high was 75.83 back in 2000. So when Nelly had the Band-Aid on, screaming down, down, baby, your street in the Range Rover. That was the last time they hit their all-time high. And because of mismanagement, and I think that, that it's still a great company, but it's not a great publicly traded stock. Like when we, and I've been screaming this for a year. Um, it got to $24.50 back on October 10th of last year. The highest it's got to is $34. So if you barely have a 10, 15% increase in a couple quarters, it's not going well. Now you have NVIDIA, new kid on the block, doing amazing. Mm -hmm. AMD is doing amazing. Mm -hmm. Taiwan is like a national treasure mm -hmm. there and also means a lot to us. Mm -hmm. They're not even in the top four. I would definitely let them go. And we'll talk about First Republic later, but the big rule, please write this in chat that I want you to follow. If they are not top two in this sector, I will not touch them. Yeah, they remind me of IBM. Yep. I think that would be the fair comparison. Spectrum's twins. They, they, they remind me of that in a sense yep. where they were great at a certain period of time that predates this generation, but Absolutely. they were big in enterprise, right? And enterprise computing, enterprise software. But there's a new generation now with computing as far as graphic cards, as far as AI, mm -hmm. and they're not leading that race. I'm not even sure how they even can catch up to the leaders in that space now. And I feel like being that they were so far ahead at a certain point, they should have seen these things coming. coming. But sometimes you get so comfortable when you're in that space or you're in the top space and you're thinking like, hey, how do we adapt to the change of technology? Yeah, I don't think they've, they've done a great, I mean, like them and IBM are very comparable in the sense that they have large enterprise uh, clients 
and products that they sell to them, but have they adapted to the times? Have they adapted with technology at the rate that it's moving, right? Even like a, a, you mentioned in video, we were talking about AI and we, we always bring them up because they've been leading it, especially in the chat, TV, chat GPT space. Mm -hmm. But like, we were talking about hallucinations in chat GPT and how that was causing errors. Three weeks later, NVIDIA has a chip that says, all right, well, we're going to correct that. Absolutely. They're adapting. into innovation. They're adapting in real time to technology, to the needs of the people. Intel, they just they just haven't done it. Even if you look at their previous high from 2000, they were at 4463. From not, It took them from 1999 to 2017 to get, get back to that previous high. So if you never got a pay raise for 17 years, would you stay at that company? No. So I don't know why there's such fanfare around Intel. Um, they'll never be in that top two space and in that leadership space ever again. So all right. So you 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 um you said something. You said only invest in the top two companies in the space. Yes. So who's the top two companies in the in the chip space? Because you have AMD, you have Taiwan Semiconductor, and you have Nvidia. Nvidia. Mm -hmm. So who's the top two? My my two favorite are Nvidia and AMD. If Taiwan didn't have the geopolitical issues, they would be number one and NVIDIA would be number two. But I can't invest in something if I think that they're going to get raided and potentially taken over. So by default, AMD would be number two. And then, of course, like Apple is also making their own chips and stuff like that. Like they, I, Intel and IBM have some tough competition that they will not be able to beat. Um, NVIDIA and AMD are my favorite too, hands down. NVIDIA, AMD, I think Qualcomm is in that space. Yeah, Texas Instrument, a company that nobody really talks about, is in that space. Um, yep. ASML is in that space ASML for making the chips. I, there's about, I think, definitely five that are better. At least. At least five. And then maybe, I mean, I, you can just look inside of SMH and let's see where the holdings are at. Right? I don't see Intel. Well, Intel, yeah, Intel's at 5%, right around Texas Instruments. So is there. Broadcom is another one. Yeah. Um, but at a certain point, I'm sure that their percentage of allocation was a lot higher. Absolutely. Um, and as we can see now, NVIDIA leads the pack and uh, TSM is second. So, I mean, maybe they're in the top 10, not five. Top 10, definitely not two. at all. <laughs> I know. The sun don't shine. The sun don't shine. Let it go. Please put it in chat. Only invest in the top two, especially as we're entering a recession, soft depression. Now is not the time to gamble. We need guaranteed winners. Intel isn't one of them. So, how did Intel lose its way? Um, a combination of things. I think, like Troy said, I think one, sometimes when you get in that number one position, you stop having a goal to reach towards. I think they were so comfortable thinking that their leadership and products would never fall apart. They got comfortable for a few years and stopped innovating. Like right now, I'm trying to find three or four ways to put myself out of business. Like you have to constantly be searching. Like what can I do to replace or defeat me easily to make everyone else go there? As soon as I saw everyone happy with ChatGPT, I'm like, crystal ball automation, let's make it happen. So they didn't innovate for a long period of time, and now they're getting crushed across the board. And also, it doesn't make sense to lean on another company for all of your revenue. They never made hardware. They didn't make the software necessary. They were a supplier, too. Mm -hmm. And if Apple, Microsoft, Google, other players start making their own chips, you're in trouble. Yeah, you have it. All right. Um, so okay, Intel sounds like that's not a stock that you're encouraging people to invest in. No, and I've been screaming that for a year. And if you remember me saying it, please put yes in chat. Intel is on the way to being dead. Okay. Vital signs. It's on his way. The vital signs. We had them on on Dead or Alive. Yeah. Same report. They were vital signs. 
Um, let's let's talk about this. Let's talk about Microsoft. Yes. So Microsoft had its earnings, um, and uh, it helped the stock tremendously. Yes, my bad. Uh, if anybody's a Microsoft <laughs> holder, <laughs> I'm sure you saw a spike in your portfolio last week. Yeah. Um. So what what are some some takeaways that we can get from uh, Microsoft's um, latest developments? Uh, yeah. I- I, go ahead. You take it. I te- no, I text you. Yeah. I text you. It was that Usher Raymond song. I was like, there goes my baby. Killed it. They killed that it. All right. You put on. Man. We'll talk about it another time. Uh, <laughs> let's just run down the line of things of why, right? So a lot of people will see the numbers, but they have no idea why. And most times people don't listen. Here goes the thing. We talk about growth, right? When you want to invest in a company, you want to see growth. So how did the growth look over this quarter? All right. So the net income rose by 9% up to $18.3 billion. That's a positive. The revenue increased by 7% to $52.86 billion. Another positive. The productivity and business process. So that segment of the business, which encompasses Office and LinkedIn, rose by 11%. And LinkedIn is crushing it. That's a bonus, right? But Teams, right? The Teams communication app had over 300 monthly active users in the quarter. That's up from over 280. 300 million people are using Teams. Not to mention that they said that they are going to continue to invest in cloud infrastructure, particularly in AI-related expenditures. That's a positive because, again, when we talked about Intel, IBM, we were talking about adaptivity. How will they adjust to the new technology? Are they innovating in real time? We've seen Microsoft do it. AI is something they invested in. Obviously, we know the chat GPT space only helps their quarter. So when we're talking about growth, when you're talking about net income, you're talking about revenue, you're talking about all the segments that have grown, that's why you see a quarter like that. That's why you see your earnings report like that. That's why you saw the stock go up like that. Now, the only thing that went down slightly from expectations was the cloud service. Yeah. And it went down from, I think, a 31% increase to 27, to 27 yeah. a slight decline, um, which is okay. It's yeah, not fine. catastrophic, but there were so many other positives, which is why when I text you, like, there she goes again. Here she goes again. She's a beauty. The one quarter, $52.9 billion in revenue. That's more than most companies are doing like in a lifetime. That's mm-hmm. one quarter. Operating income, $22.4 billion. Net income was $18.3. So when you're comparing, should I buy this stock versus another? Let's just see who has the most cash on hand. Something we've been saying to other podcasters too recently. Right? <laughs> what is the net income? They have $18.3 billion in one quarter. Why would you? And look, Teams destroys Zoom and Slack. At the same time, puts a lot of LinkedIn's putting a lot. They're the only professional social network that is still growing. Yeah. This company is almost too perfect. And of course, with the investment in AI, they are on pace to be the leader. And they haven't even fully integrated everything from ChatGPT4 and then Mm -hmm. when 5 comes out into Office, that's going to increase productivity. Like I think Microsoft is trying to increase the productivity of the GDP of America. You can't fight with that company. Two tech. Two index, no stress. One of the tech in that configuration is Microsoft. Um, cloud revenue, even though it went down, was at $28.5 billion. Mm-hmm. Up 25% year over year. Yeah, I think most people, especially like, they'll think of Microsoft and the first thing that they'll think is like Xbox. Yeah. <laughs> like, and that's like such a small, small, small piece of the business. Small, yeah. Like these, this is where the money is. 
Like we got to really like when we dissect the company. Yeah. On the service, that's what we know. It's right. only 3% of the revenue. It's like such a small piece of the business. It's crazy. Right. And, and, and it, it's, it's relevant because it's like, yeah, that is something that gauges people's interest in it. Like from a younger audience, it's like, yeah, I can introduce Microsoft to my kids because there's an Xbox, but that might be the entry, but like, no, this is how they make their money. These are all the ways that they're making it. And when you see a report like that, when everything has risen in the important categories and important segments, yep. that's the company you want to invest in. Absolutely. And ironically, Microsoft and Satya has outperformed Google. And while Google's in the advertising space, while they had Bard before ChatGPT became this behemoth, um, they've had some missteps and Microsoft has not. Like he's done an amazing job. Like next to Tim Cook, I think he's the second best CEO of this era. Hands down. Cool. cool. Put yes in chat if you've made money off Apple or Microsoft. This is the one that keeps on going. And in about a year and a half, it should break that high of 349 and should get to that 375 area. Please continue to hold if you're on the call. It is doing well. I won't tell your business, but <laughs> job well done. Appreciate you. Yeah. Appreciate you. So Microsoft is is for the long haul. Just keep buying it. Absolutely. As long as Satya is there, like I don't see, is there any business services company that can beat them? Adobe can't. Google currently That's can't. a solid company. Slept on company, but solid company. Slept on. Yeah. Meta can't. After, we'll talk about them later. They've done better with the cost-cutting measures, but there isn't a productivity suite that allows you to do more. And I know what people think of Microsoft as boring, but they just continue to get better and better and better every year. Um, and I think the, the stock is actually underpriced. It should be in a 450, 425 range. Yeah. For highest performer. The yeah. multi-billion dollar company is up 25% year to date. Which is crazy. It's a quarter percent return. hundred grand, crazy. 25 grand out in three months. Unbelievable. Yeah. Um, there you they said Ian's mic is low. Has is any how's Ian sound? Put put in chat how Ian sounds, shall we? Before we continue. And while you're at it, hit the like button, button please. And share. This is my clear pineapple juice today. Hit the like button and share. There's a merch sale. Shout out to Bam. I see a lot of people talking about choice hoodie. There's a merch sale for EYL merch. Oh yeah, yeah. And this this is this is the new but that's uh, not out yet. That's not out yet. Yeah. yeah. Out prototype. Prototype. Appreciate that. Shout out to shout out to Bam. Shout out to Smitty. This is a prototype. All right. They said you sound good to them. Perfect. All right. Let's get this bad boy up to five thousand and then we will talk about banks. Yeah. We will talk about the banks. There's a code. You told them the code for the merch? I did not tell them the code. You said there's a merch sale. You didn't tell them the code. Tell them the code. I don't know the code. <laughs> I don't know is the code. It's B L G O, I think. Buy one, get one, something like that. B-O-G-O. Yes, B-O-G-O. Bam, text me if that is true. Hit the site. B-O-G-O is the code. G-O. All right. Um, Where shall we go? Let's go to Meta. Yes. Let's go to Meta. So Meta is a company that you have been very bullish on for a, a while. Bearish? Bearish at first. Bearish. bearish. Oh, yeah. You have been very bearish on. For, yep. for, they must have called you. You've been very... You've been very... Calls. You've been very all Thursday. Yes. <laughs> you've been very bearish yes. on Meta for a long time. Yes. And Meta had one of the greatest stock drops of all time in one day. Last was that last year? That was. That yeah. was that um was a story. But since then, they've been kicking ass since then. I ain't gonna They lie. have they have been steadily climbing the mountain. Mm -hmm. Steadily climbing climbing the mountain from their low, I think their low was like a hundred and no, eighty eight oh nine, right here. Eighty eight, okay. Their low was eighty eight oh nine, 
They are currently at 243. Yep. Um, I am a believer in Instagram. I've always been a believer in Instagram. Um, and, and believe in the resiliency. I believe in the resiliency of Meta. Mm-hmm. I should too, as much as I'm up there. <laughs> so, okay. Is Meta officially back? Have they carved out the grave? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well played. Climbed out or carved out? Either Climbed. or. Either or. <laughs> What's the what is what is the deal with Meta? I think uh Meta's done it like and I was telling everyone because I'm in a the group text with uh Zuckerberg and a few other people at Meta on IG. They like he's back being hungry for the first time in a long time. He suffered this, from the same success that Intel did. Um, but after them wanted to take his company over, he's been clawing back. I don't like all the innovations, but the number one thing that Meta's done is is cut jobs mm-hmm. and knowing people there. I'm going to be very honest. The morale at Meta, while the stock has gone up, everyone who works there is on pins and needles. I don't like the initiatives of sending everybody home to let them know if they're going to be fired. Um, but of course, they were too top heavy. Now, of course, you have to cut costs. I get it. Sometimes the first thing that people do is lay off employees. As a result, the stock has gone up. I'm still looking to see the innovation on an earnest call. They did say that they're not giving up on the metaverse which I think is a mistake, but there's less of an emphasis on it, mm-hmm. move in the right direction. They have some things that they're going to do in AI, move in the right direction. So they have come up past that 50% retracement or 45% retracement at 181. So they are slowly back into the positive. Long way away from 33. <laughs> yeah. But I still need to see a little bit more innovation on Instagram side, how they monetize, they took away, away reels, so there's a lot of inconsistency in their pricing structure that I don't like. Um, but I, I can't lie, this has been a hell of a rebound from the 88 and the 102 level for sure. Yeah, I think that the about 170% increase since mm-hmm. the low, which is incredible. But you said it. I mean, you highlighted all the things, right? If I want to make more money, how can I do it? If I without innovating, number one, let's cut some jobs. Cut costs. Cut costs. Yep. That's number one. Pull back on on some of the innovative things I was talking about. Fifty billion dollars being spent on the metaverse. All right, it's a horrible product. <laughs> let's let's scale that. Let's scale that back. Let's stop paying out money. So let's cut back on reels. But what's helped them as well is the ad space. Absolutely. Like that. I mean, I think they reported sixty billion, fifty eight point nine billion dollars in ad revenue, which is incredible. So there was a time last year. When everybody was in fear of a recession and mm-hmm. everybody cut back on their spending, those times are easing up, and people are now advertising on Facebook again, yeah, and yeah, spending right. money, and they're able to sell space again because the world's back open. Yeah, corporate, Instagram, cor- and Google are the only two places that are all. That's it. Well, that's what I'm saying. Corporate yeah, accounts always. are opening again, and we can see, that, especially in, in this space where we're looking at corporations that have ad expenditures and we're seeing the amounts that they're spending. So mm-hmm. imagine that at that level, yeah. they took in 60, that's a lot of money. That's, that's more that's a <laughs> than a lot of businesses even generate in the history of their, of their existence, their enterprise. Right. So they're taking that from the ad space. You got to take that into account. How does that slow down or can they expand upon that now when they create more innovative things, will mm-hmm. it help? We'll see. I know that Apple coming into the iSpace, uh, the eyewear uh, space doesn't help them with the Oculus. So maybe that won't be the innovative space, but it does give them leeway to be innovative again. Mm-hmm. 
which is which is helpful. They spent 13.7 billion on Meta in 2022. They're making 60 billion here. It's great. I think if they cut the metaverse project, they would be better off. And if they focus on just improving the ad platform, I think they have one of the best of all time, but they in that ad platform, but there's still a lot of room for improvement. Mm -hmm. Um, it's still not the easiest platform to use. Targeting is not always the best. Great bounce, especially if you're swing trading, great bounce, but how many jobs can you cut? They, they're not an organization where you can only have 2,000 people working there and be efficient. So I think we're seeing the last of this balance for us. Yeah, for a little bit of time until we see some other innovation. Um, Yeah, I think that Meta, if you would like to make me an ambassador for Instagram, I would definitely be open to it. Hold, um, on, hold on, bro. Hold on, bro. Hold on, bro. Okay. No, no, no! Don't. I, I'm not. I'm not in the best. Oh, okay, okay, okay. I thought you were yeah. making a pitch there. I thought it was a pitch coming there. No, 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 no. Let's, right. let's 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 not do the zoom in on me today. But um, I uh, I I would be open to it um because I have championed you guys through the good times and the bad and times. Gotcha. Um, and I do feel that they're here to stay as a company. I feel that the blue check thing was a, was a good idea. I think it was executed better. Wait, the blue. Oh, I thought you wait, wait, you made it. Hold, hold on, wait, wait, wait. Let's go back. Let's go back. Listen, I'm about to act like flip. Let's go back. As far as for a, a user and all of that, yeah, I'm talking about a good idea as far as business. A good oh business. for them for them. Oh yeah yeah yeah. For yeah. me, no, I don't I don't like the idea. Yeah. But as far as for them, um, getting more revenue. It's, it's a good idea. And it, it was implemented better than Twitter. Twitter is a disaster. Um, yeah. This is what Twitter did, in my opinion, that was a mistake. Instagram, if you have a blue check already, they kept it. And it's just like, okay, if you want a blue check, now you can pay for it. So there's still um, an incentive to have a blue check because everybody else already kept their blue check. Twitter took everybody's blue check away. And said, now you, everybody has to pay for it. make money somehow. But when now, when nobody has a blue check, <laughs> right. then it doesn't matter. It doesn't mean anything anymore, right? Yeah. And and they haven't been as profitable in that endeavor as Instagram has. Yeah. So it's like you take Kim Kardashian's check away. She's not going to pay $9 a month for a check. So now it doesn't mean anything. So yeah. now the efficiently, they destroyed the, the power of the blue check for Twitter because you took everybody's blue check away except for like 100 people. Mm -hmm. So now... Nobody's even really caring about a blue check. Instagram kept the blue checks yeah. and just made it available to buy a blue mm. check if you want it. I think that that was way better execution than yeah, Twitter. Absolutely. I agree. And, and, and I don't think everybody can get it either. Like, even if they wanted to pay, they just can't get it. That's right. I don't know who the, can get it. Yeah. Shout, like, I know. Who, shout to, Instagram? Yeah. Shout out to MG. I know he's been, he said that there was some issues with him trying to get his. <laughs> can't get his blue check? Yeah. Why can't why, why can't why can't he get a blue check? I don't know. If you over at Meta, make sure my brother MG can get his blue check, yeah, please. You for that stop, stop playing with MG, man. He's a certified gem dropper. Rancher Gems is the number one man, real estate show. I got you. Stop playing. I got you, Matt. Yeah. Smash is brought to you by your leisure. And I still feel like they have a long way to go with um WhatsApp. Because WhatsApp is 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 a hidden gem. Well, it's not hidden to people that are international. International, yeah. The international community, they on WhatsApp all the time. So I'm not sure if they're monetizing WhatsApp because it's free. Yeah, that's my question. If they try to monetize it, do you think people will pay? Or will it be the same issue at Twitter? Because I told them, like, 
most people internationally can't afford to pay 10 a month or 20 right. a month for it's not even incentive yeah i think they have to do a version maybe where it's a free version and then you have a premium, a premium yeah. service. And I don't know if that premium service is for business owners or if that premium service allows you to do a little bit more. Um, but I think that they have to find a way to start monetizing WhatsApp. They have billions of people that's on there. Like they have yeah. a lot of people yeah. on WhatsApp. So when when do you think they'll and shout out to uh Isaac Hayes the third, who will also be at InvestFest, but he did something very intelligent with his certification. He changed the color. That's smart. So do you think that at some point, Instagram goes from blue to when it's now premium, it's a different color, like it's gold or it's, you know what I mean? Something like that. I think if they did, it would be too much of a liability to potentially get sued mm. since Isaac has already put that out there. I, I know some people, uh, Twitter tested it as well, but like that blue check historically for half a decade is that's the standard meant something. Okay. Um, so yeah, shout out to for the cost cutting measures, but employee morale is down like crazy. And once again, going back to the top two, great pounds. Are they better than Apple, Microsoft, LinkedIn in comparison? Like we're just taking tech across the board. Are they no? They fell from top five to I mentioned it all. Tenth, maybe. <laughs> shout, um, shout out to MGs in the chat. <laughs> man, I got you. MG says, stop playing with me. I see you, boy. Stop playing with him. So, all right. Um I want to go to First Republic, but before we go to First Republic, let's have a health discussion. It's important. Um, so we put a post up last week uh, with Steve Harvey saying that you shouldn't get eight hours of sleep. Well, not that you shouldn't get eight hours of sleep, but it's going to be difficult to get eight hours of sleep if it's if if you're going to be successful. And that's that, that's always a controversial statement. Um, you know, people um, have you know different thoughts on that situation. Um, I will say this. Today, I made a big mistake. What was that, my brother? Well, I went to bed around 2 o'clock, which is normal for me. But uh, they've been trying to get me shots. My guy, AJ, they, they, you know, they give me this open run at 6 o'clock in the morning for basketball. And um, I went today. I usually don't go because it's too early. And I went. Um, I played basketball at 6 o'clock in the morning. So that means I got up at like 5 o'clock. So I had like three hours of sleep, and I worked out. And um, I haven't felt this bad in decades. You felt like I felt when I tore my knee. Well, I don't Before. feel physically bad, but I just I, I like I feel like I'm about to die. So um, can we get my guy Pity like uh, Yo, can we bring something down here for him ASAP, please? So please. I, I I will say that it's probably not the best idea. You you should probably try to get some sleep if you can. Yes, they, I'm, yo man, I'm so happy to hear you say that. I've been telling you that for years. I remember like in the early day, like, yo, Shadi looks tired. I'm like, yeah, he doesn't sleep, yeah. but you got to rest. And that was one of the things uh, that Rich Lou Dennis told us. He was like, look, guys, I'm not telling you don't sleep, sleep, yeah. but rest is different, right? Take a break from it. Put your phone down. Enjoy yeah. your, your your time. Enjoy be your family. Be moment. present in your moments. Yeah. It's, it's, yo, it's Vital. refreshing. Like the rain coming here this weekend was one thing, but it was like, all right, well, we, we either can like really just have bonding time because nobody's outside. Yeah. Or we could just like stay in our locked in in our work. Yeah, we could do the work, but like focus and having that time to have rest. Yeah. Because when you rest, you're refreshed. Yes. And your brain works a your lot. Brain work. Yeah. You're more creative. And I was, and I was on the other side of it for a long time. I was with the not sleeping your dead thing, and then you get close to dying. And you're like, let me stop. Also, with all the automation, Chat GPT, Auto GPT, Zapier. There's so many. There's so many ways where you can automate 
some of the stuff to allow you to get more rest? Yeah. And what's the benefit of having money, wealth, et cetera, if the rest is not there? So like, yeah, you have to get your rest. Yeah. Fatigue is, is, it can mess up everything, especially like in the space that we're in, where it's like, we're in the public and we have to do it. We're doing interviews and we're super interested in what people are saying. Like if you're fatigued while you're doing that, it, it hurts. It hurts. It hurts the preparation for it. It hurts the, the questioning. So rest is important. I'm glad that you you are finally at that point, my brother. I'm ha- I'm upset that you had to be here to do it, but I'm happy that you got to that point where you realize that rest is important. And I'm sure the sun needs. Hey, you know who's happy? You know who's really happy? Your mom. Yeah, she's smiling right now. She's smiling. But, <laughs> but, but regardless of anything, the show must go on. The show must go on. Absolutely. Regardless of anything, regardless. We're here. Yo, speaking of health, though, Eli Lilly has a drug to help type 2 diabetes, diabetes patient lose 50% of their body weight or 34 pounds on average. As a result, Eli Lilly hit all-time high of 407. What's the, what's the drug? Uh, like, no, no, I, not the you don't have, Well, like, what's, what does it do? It's a type 2 diabetes drug to help you lose weight. Oh, okay. Right. Oh, that's the thing that everybody's taking? Everybody's taking. Every, everybody. You know some people. Not everybody. Yeah. On a black on the black market, everybody's taking this drug. What's the, can we can we find out the name of that drug? Because everybody's taking it right now. The and, people uh, that we know, could you just shoot us a text of the name? Appreciate it's, it. It's the, it's the weight. It's for, yeah. It's the weight loss. Yeah. It, what are your thoughts on it? Uh you have a controversial. I take feel out like drugs it? always have some side effect. I agree. That's my only problem with drugs. Like it's always something that happens. Like you can't stop going to the bathroom. You you you. You're constipated or you're, you're throwing up in the morning or you start to, you know, get nauseous. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's why I don't like to take drugs. I've never I've never been a proponent of taking drugs. Yeah, I'm not against taking drugs because I understand that sometimes, you you know, it is it's how it's needed. Right. Like sometimes it's needed. I'm not I'm not an extremist. Yeah. But, um, you know, I come from like a very holistic family. Um, so that's kind of how I was raised. So I always try to go the natural route if possible before, before the drug route. Um, but th- it is interesting that drug that you mentioned Yep. because, um, it's been working. It, yeah. Yeah. Um, and, and it, it's, it's extremely popular on the black market right now. Um, and so, yeah, it'll be interesting to see. I mean, you, you have America where, I mean, I probably almost a majority of the people are overweight. Yeah. So, you know, it, they this, can't get it from the doctor. Like you say in black market. Cause I don't think you're supposed to get it. Like if you don't have diabetes, you're not supposed to get it. Oh, so you're saying people without diabetes. People are using it just to lose, lose weight. weight. Lose I weight. got you. Yeah. I got you. I got so you. I don't think that it's like, um, you know, I, I don't, I'm not hundred percent sure on this, but I don't think a doctor is supposed to be giving that to you hmm. unless you medically need it. Uh, some of the people who, who we know have Texas. Uh, Ozapak and it's, there's one. Hold on a sec. We'll leave them. We'll leave their names anonymous. Yeah. Um, What's the name of the drug? Manjara. Am I saying that right? Manjaro. Ozapak. Yeah. Yeah. Ozapak is one. It's better. Ozapak. Um. That Ozapak. We on the Ozapak tonight. They, they, <laughs> Ozapak. They lower your uh A1C, but it helps with weight loss. Yeah, that weight loss, man. So one year return for Eli Lilly, 40%, 40.15% in one year. Five-year return, 417%. Lifetime return, 9,725%. Jeez. Shout Jeez. out to Indianapolis, Indiana, one of the greatest companies of all time. That's a solid. Eli Lilly. 
If you've been holding since I've told you, well played, well played, well played. So the last the last five years for that has been four hundred percent. Yeah, yeah, four hundred percent. Yeah, four hundred and seventeen percent for a big. And let's go go research. Put in chat. I know y'all hate the open ended questions. What where does Eli Lilly rank in the healthcare space? Is it number one, two, three, or four? Let me know. This is why I keep saying, folks on top two. Who's two? Who you got it to? Uh, I'm gonna be honest. I'm not messing with nobody outside Lily. They they are so dominant. Is Striker I, in your top five? Definitely. Okay. Striker's in top five. Okay. So yeah. Eli Lilly is your number one healthcare company. Yeah, yeah. Lily's Brian. Shout out to Brian. Shout out to Brian. Well, that's I mean, because yeah, I mean, you know, it's the biggest business in America. Yep. And there's always going to be a need for something, whether it's a need for Viagra, whether it's a need for weight loss, whether it's a need for whatever. Like, you know, people want the short term solution. Absolutely. People Absolutely. want the short term solution. And that is why the pharmaceutical and the drug industry Absolutely. has made so much money mm -hmm. um, because it's like, yeah. I'd rather still eat cheesecake and take a and take a blood pressure pill. How about you stop eating cheesecake? That's an option. Not so if you shout out to everyone <laughs> that had to go walk for cheesecake on making the band too. Also, hold on, hold on. <laughs> they said I'm botching the name crazy. Ozen pick. Ozen pick. Okay. And it's prescribed. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks, research team. Well, and here's how you should know if you should invest in pharma. Do you think that the population of American citizens will get healthier over the next 20 years no. or sicker? If you think that they're going to get sicker, you need to invest in pharma for long-term gains. Probably in 10, 15 years, if they don't split, Eli Lilly should be like at 1500 bucks. Amazing. Yeah, that is, that is pretty amazing. Yeah. The money's right. in the treatment. Well, we will monitor the situation. And uh, yeah. Once like a blood pressure monitor? He's yeah. Like and Never. the only way, if you don't see me on Market Mondays, that means that I, I died. That's the only that's way. That's, that's the only that's way I wish that on you. That's the only way I'll miss. This guy's ridiculous. No matter what, you got to show up. Got to show up. Show up to work. It's extremely important, ladies and gentlemen. Um, no days off. So let's talk about the big news of the day. JP Morgan, Big Shout Bank, take Little Bank. Another one. Another one. Literally. Uh, J.P. Morgan has taken over control of First Republic Bank. First Republic Bank seized by regulators. Um, so the deal finally was approved by FDIC. A uh, hundred. J.P. Morgan is taking on one hundred and three billion mm -hmm. in deposits. I believe um, eighty four branches, something like that. Mm -hmm. And eight states will now reopen. Um, they open yet today. As JP Morgan Chase Banks. Okay. Um, so yeah, so let's let's really get into this situation. Um another right. example of you should only invest in the top two in the space. JP Morgan is number one. Bank of America is number two. I think Brian's a great CEO, but Bank of America stock has not moved that much. Also, living through the last recession, what you see normally is that smaller banks get acquired by bigger banks. Uh, at some point, we'll go in deep and in detail about FedNow, but FedNow has selected who their partners will be. JP Morgan will be one of them. Mm -hmm. So with the acquisition of or so what total win for JP Morgan, 
because now they get to ensure some safety and it was needed. He stated that this level of like bank collapse is over. This is not 2007 and 2008, mm -hmm. but we're going to see the bigger banks get larger and the mid-sized banks are going to go away as a result, like PNC got punished um, today. So it's no way that you can, my baby Xander called me. Um, there's no reason for you to inv invest in a bank number five through 10 if JP Morgan is sitting up there at number one when they have all the favor amongst government. And I want to be very clear when I say this, the banking sector is not a great sector to invest in anyway. There's only about four or five banks you should invest in long-term. JP may be one of them if you're older. I wouldn't do it right now, but this is a classic case of we're going to see massive consolidation or during this great reset and depression period, we're going to see that the market is going to go down and the big banks are going to get bigger as a result. Yeah, and we saw this happening. This wasn't like surprise. No, at all. This came out of nowhere. Like we saw this happening when we saw what happened with uh, Signature and we saw what happened with SVB. When people make a run on the bank, right? When they start withdrawing their deposits, that's a a fire like that's the alarm like you got to see that and so when people saw that they were looking around to see which bank <laughs> is acceptable for another another run and right away people pinpointed that first republic would be next yep. three weeks ago we covered it because the big banks the big five put 30 billion dollars into these banks yep that didn't help because uh -huh. during the quarter last monday they reported that they lost 100 this is first republic they lost 100 billion dollars worth of deposits during the first three months of last year their stock was down 97 percent i mean it was on a death spiral it, this this is the exact definition of a death spiral 97 percent in three months <laughs> of course jim kramer <laughs> of Legendary. course what did we think was going to happen right it just so happened that I mean, this has probably been going on in the works because the number one depositor when they were putting money into it was JP Morgan. Yeah. And so they the government looked at FDIC said, look, this is about to fold. Who can help? Yeah. Who's the number one depositor? Let's call JP. They saved the day. Yeah. They did it just in the nick of time before Monday morning's business opened. And now those branches that, you know, were once First Republic on Friday are now JP Morgan. Morgan. The, the problem is, so a lot of people are like, well, what does this mean? What does this mean? Doesn't mean much for the people who had their money inside the bank. Yeah, if there, your money was there. Your money was there, you're yeah. fine, right? The problem is what happens to the people who were invested in the stock? It's true. Those people yeah. are in trouble yeah. because even now, if you look at it, they don't have an idea. So JP Morgan did not assume First Republic's corporate debt or preferred stock. So neither JP or uh, the FDIC have explicitly, explicitly said that they're going to purchase the means of First Republic's common shareholders, the stocks. So if you had stock in it, this is an unfortunate time. So what does that mean if you had stock in it? It's over with. It's over. It's going to go on receivership. At some point, you may get a small settlement for pennies on a dollar. Uh, a few of you hit me this morning. The only thing I could say is I'm sorry. Like, right. It's not a time for... Because even in the, in the order of repayment, the shareholders are last. Yeah. Right. So at first it goes to the depositors, then it goes to the unsecured creditors, then uh subordinated debt. Then after all that, yep. then it's like, all right, let's see if we can pay the shareholders back. Yeah. Which it doesn't look like it's gonna happen. No. So part of the settlement with Chase, it has nothing to do with all right, we're gonna pay back the shareholders. So if somebody had shares in, in First Republic, unfortunately, I mean, if you're paying attention to your account, right, and you're watching it go down fifty percent. 
Sixty yeah. percent definitely got ninety five percent. I'm not sure. This is the time when you're like, all right, let's see if it'll go back. At yeah. that point, it should be like, hey, there's there's a huge issue going on here, or you should be alert to that, or you should have maybe a stop loss. Yeah. That would probably be the best thing. And uh, again, it, it's unfortunate. And then also, if you invested in the stock, I have to ask you where you like actually banking with the bank. I never have met one person that said they banked with FRC ever. Like it goes back to the classic example. Like sometimes if you're not using the product that you're investing in, it's not a good investment. If you don't know anyone else that's using it, not the best investment. Um, once again, were they top two in the space? No. Did they have a competitive advantage that no one else has? No. Like yeah. the easy gains of 2020 are gone. Mm. Companies that are constructed horribly, shitty valuations, not the best customer base, they're going to go away. Sorry, they said, are you okay? Can you look up if you're okay? He's okay. Powering through. <laughs> We're going to get through this. No, but the, this is the biggest collapse since 2000. In Washington Mutual. Washington Mutual. Yep. Here is what they have in common. Who was, who did, who purchased Washington Mutual? Wachovia? I mean, no. Who purchased Washington Mutual? Uh, J.P. Morgan Chair? There you go. Yeah. Common theme, right? <laughs> Common theme, right? Before that was Bear Stearns. Who purchased them? JP Morgan Chase, common theme, right? So when we talk about big bank, getting big, the biggest just got bigger. Yep. Yeah. If Buffett just, does not get a chance to bail somebody out, it's going to go to JP. They have preferred treatment amongst Federal Reserve and our United States government. And you have to give them credit. Jamie is probably one of the smartest bankers since, like, this is like easy pickings. Like when LeBron mm -hmm. Went through what he went through in Miami. It prepared him from when he played the Golden State Warriors. Like this is easy money for Jamie. He's been through this before. Two thousand seven and eight were way worse. This is an easy pickup, easy acquisition, game set match. Banking is not the best sector to invest in. Only do it if you're older. But if you are going to do one, do so with JP Morgan. And I'm not just saying that because it's not an endorsement. Not an yeah, but I mean, just historically, if you look at even the two thousand eight situation, yeah. the role that Jamie Dimon played in pretty much saving. Yep. The banking system. I mean, again, here he is again, act, get another acquisition to add to the portfolio. So, yeah, the big, the, the the big, the big bank just took on another little bank, literally. Yeah. What What about um, what about uh, Jim Cramer? Was that was he being sarcastic? What do you, uh, What do you do on um March tenth? He said, First Republic is the new focus. Very good bank." He's he's had a history of this man. <laughs> he's had a history since. So it's crazy. It's crazy because you bring him up, and again, this is a legend. We're we're not throwing yeah. dirt on his name, but since the moment he cried, remember he did the crying thing with Meta. Yeah, he cried on camera because he, I believe, did the stock, and he cried. Like since that moment, it went up one hundred and seventy-eight percent. You got one down. Uh, but like now that they, they've had a whole meme, like I told you, they created a whole ETF with that. Yes. It goes to opposition to everything he says, and that the ETF is actually performing well, but. When he said, I'm like, wait, was he serious? Because this is March 10th was probably the time when we were talking about, all right, here come the big banks to come help them out and yep. add 30 billion in deposits to keep this one afloat. I'm not sure what he saw. <laughs> I always say it anytime. And we saw it with Stephen A. Like JJ Reddick lit up Stephen A. Saying, hey, and I, listen, I'm having a hard time just driving with a touring MC, like let alone Kawhi playing. Um, when you're doing media that much five days a week, it's very hard to be able to do research at the same time. So, and Jim's getting older. I mean, he was gracious when I met him. I had an honor to meet him last year. 
Um, but doing a show every single day doesn't give you enough time to do research. Like even doing a show weekly is tough for us. So um we got flu game shot over here playing through the Flu games. You know? He's got a tour MCL. This is come on. But show must go on. <laughs> Speaking of which, get your tickets to Market Mondays Live in London. Tell them where. Peacock Theater. Peacock Theater. June 18th. And me and Troy was having a little conversation before the show started. Y'all better get these tickets because now I get to be in charge of pricing. Price. <laughs> okay. All the price is going to be different. All the way up. Don't. And so what got us? So get your tickets now so I can teach you how to master this market before it turns over on you. So, um, uh, okay. So if you invested in a stock, you're pretty much... You're, you're done. You're done. You're done. Um, but if you're if you're a customer at a bank, you're still good. You're great. Yep. Right. Yeah. Um, they were even doing as much as far as I know. The FDIC was insuring two hundred fifty thousand. They were making um, concessions to have people who had more than yeah. that. They were still getting their money. And so anybody that had money inside the bank, they should be fine. Are banks a bad investment for the long term? Absolutely. I'm gonna be very clear. Like Why? banks are. Um, I mean, even if you look at the fra fractional reserve model, I mean, you take deposits in, you can loan out 10x that. Most banks don't grow very fast and you don't also want to come off as a threat. Like Bank of America, if I look at it over the last five years, went from $17.99 up to 50. Now it's back down to 29. Let's say you caught the bottom at 18. You've almost doubled your money over a five-year period. That's not a great return when you're looking at Microsoft, Eli Lilly, um gsk there's a bunch of other companies you can invest in mm -hmm. and the margins are just tighter than they used to be in the 1980s and 1970s like jp morgan is a good one but if you name any other bank let's look at pnc which i actually like the bank but as a stock the high was at 288.14 oh they had part of our dead or alive good yeah in january 22 they're at 122 now it's not looking good for pnc most banks have no competitive advantage they don't delight the customer the way that they could and or should mm -hmm. and if i'm looking at the way that the world is going to change let's say the fed now things becomes big and i put on instagram earlier like in three years i truly believe we will be like 100 cashless in every big city what advantage do most banks have over fed now apple starbucks their visa there's no competitive event like have you ever heard a person in the last five years say, I just love going to XYZ Bank? No, no one. No. That's an issue. Here, so here's a here's a big question. This is this is because and shout out to the whole country of Canada. Yeah. Because I think we it raises the question. When we talk about the TSX, and mm -hmm. I'm glad that we spoke about international investing last week with yep. JT. Uh, but when we in Toronto, when we're talking about the TSX and how heavy it's weighted, right? When we looked at the US economy, we looked at the S P, we saw that technology was heavily weighted. But in Canada, the financials are heavily weighted. 32% yes. of the TSX are financial companies. And so if banks aren't a great investment long-term, what does that say for a country that is relying on banks pretty much? I yeah, mean, but Canada isn't as tech heavy. Mm -hmm. So it reminds me of like our economy, like in 0203, mm -hmm. it was more financials dominated, more real estate dominated. Um, you have Shopify there, but you don't have like, seven or eight dominant tech companies if they had an instagram there or something of that comparable nature i think they would make the switch to even if i'm looking at td td uh went from 86 down to 60. Mm -hmm. the return since 96 uh has been incredible it was at four dollars and 72 cent but 
Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Most people are not, I mean, but they're also like being heavily shorter now. Right. There are not many banks that people just love. Nowhere in the world do most people love to go to banks. You can argue that maybe Goldman or Morgan Stanley, if you want some banking exposure, would be a good one to go to. Goldman, I would invest in long term. We spoke about that when we talked about Apple and their relationship with Apple. Yep. Yeah. Or Morgan Stanley. But other than that, a traditional retail bank that continuously have to cut fees, Mm -hmm. there's no margin there for them to really even grow. So, no. All right. Well, hit the like button and share. Please, ladies and gentlemen. Drop your cash apps to Sock and Blood. We have 5,000. I don't know. Uh, we got 6,000, man. Oh, drop your cash apps. It's, it's free to hit the like button and share. Um, You want to go Dead or Alive segment? Yes. Yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll keep it brief. We'll keep it brief. Let's do Dead or Alive. Y'all know how this works. We're going to go with a few companies. We're going to check the vital signs, whether they're healthy or whether they are on life support. And you started with PNC. We were in the financial. We were just talking about that. So let's go there. For those not in the know. Uh, PNC, company that provides financial services and asset management, wealth management, estate planning, loan servicing, and information processing. Amongst other things, it is trading at $122. The ticker is PNC. They are down 6% today, obviously, with the news, I'm assuming, yeah. with um, from what happened with First Republic. What are your thoughts on PNC? What are the vital signs? Um, it's not dead, but I would not invest in PNC. I think the company is fantastic, but sometimes you have a fantastic company that is well run. That's just not a good stock. Um, they could slide down to as low as maybe 9346. Mm. Most people, if you ask them if they know what PNC is, don't know. Um, they smart started off as like a regional bank and kind of grew from there. Solid company. I just don't like the stock. I'm not. I'm not going to say it's dead, but I definitely would not invest in it. Yeah, they were actually. They put in a bid to buy First Republic. That would have been a hell of a game changer for them. Yeah, they, they needed it. I mean, JP. Just, I mean, it's tough, it's tough to compete with number one, but they put yeah. in a bid. Citizens also put in a bid for them, uh, and they lost. This the, would be like Nike versus Asics. Ugh. Like if you have to buy like a retail commercial okay, good company, okay. which you pick Nike or Asics. You may like a particular pair of Asics more, but Nike is Nike. JP Morgan is the behemoth in that space. I wouldn't want to compete against them. They are who they are. Absolutely. All right, let's go to this one. Uh, Newell Brands. Uh, ticker is NWL, trading at $10.81. Uh, real quick, they're an American manufacturer, marketer, and distributor of consumer and commercial products. Some of the brands under the umbrella are Rubbermaid. We probably heard of that. Mm-hmm. Elmer's. Which was, I mean, we yeah. use that in school all the time, right? The glue. Uh, and paper meat. So, what's your thoughts on on uh, new old brands? Um, if I took it as a swing trade, I like I like it at four dollars and fifty five cent. It's at ten oh eight. I do not like it long term. I would not touch it long term. Maybe for a swing, this is closer than to death than alive. Um, in nineteen eighty five, the low was two dollars and fifty three cent. Mm. It's like five bad weeks away from hitting that low. So if it got to the 480s or $4 flat, maybe for a swing trade, yeah. absolutely, I would not touch this for uh, long term. Who's picking out the tombstone? You get your affairs in order. 
Okay. Yeah. Get your fans in order. Sir John Legend available to sing <laughs> ordinary people or something, but this is not one I would invest in. All right, let's do one more. All right, global payments, global payments, global payments. They are trading at 103. Let me get the ticket up there for you. Uh, I'll tell you what they are, and then we'll tell you the ticket. All right, so global payments, they're American uh, multinational financial te technology company that provides payment technology and services to merchants, issuers, and consumers. What are your thoughts on global payments? Right now, they're trading at 103. Let me go look. Not bad. Um, if it fell maybe to 78, I would swing trade it. Mm -hmm. I don't like it for long term. So when I'm doing my investment analysis and seeing that something's been constantly going down like this, first question I ask, are they top two in the space? Do they have any innovation that can push them in the top two or top three? Mm -hmm. What are their competitors doing to fall off slowly that will allow them to take pole position or be number two? And what's their revenue? I don't like it. the answers when I ask those are not sufficient. Um, year to date or one year, they're down 17%. If you look over the last five years, the return is negative 5%. So like they had a great run before, but once again, mismanagement has taken over. Um, I don't see any competitive advantage there. I would not touch it right now. I'm not going there. No. Closer huh. to death than alive. All right, so get the, get your affairs in order. Pick out the tombstone. No, yeah. let's, let's know who the ushers are going to be. Yeah. All right, let's move into this. Let's move into this. And, and this is a topic that we could have talked about last week, um, but it's still relevant this week as well, and yeah. that is the VIX. So the VIX is at its lowest level since 2021. What does that mean for the stock market? Let's give. I'm going to give some context for it, and yeah. then maybe you can say what it means to the stock market. So the VIX is, and a lot of people get this confused, right? They think it's the, the indicator of volatility, which is sort of true, but it's more accurate to say it's the implied volatility mm -hmm. what this will look like in the future right and so it's based on 30 days projections yep. right so the vix uh for those not in the know it is a numbers of means so vix levels above 20 are typically considered high and so for most of the pandemic we saw it teetering around 20 uh when the pandemic hit we saw it go up to yeah past 47 yeah, up to crazy. 80. so in times of economic downturn you're going to see the vix go up uh, if the VIX is below 12, it's typically considered low. Typically, so if it goes below the number 12, it's low. And anything in between 12 and 20 is considered normal. So right now it's at, what is it, 15 point? Yeah, it went to 15.5. 15.5. And it, it's at currently at 16.08. So most people will look at this and say, all right, if the VIX is in the normal rating, is this a good time to invest, right? Because we know if it goes above 30, that means there's, like if we looked at that fair and greed chart, this over 30 would be like, all right, now we're, we've passed, we're in greed. People should yeah. go down on, on the things they're trying to invest in. What are your thoughts on where the VIX is right now? What it means for the market? One lesson is you want to buy when the VIX is high. So when the VIX is low, it means the stocks are normally going up. An interesting fact though, anytime that their price is between like $10.95 to like $16 where we're at now, the VIX usually ends up shooting to 31 bucks or 52 a quarter later. So with the summertime coming, volatility could increase. Um, the all-time low for the VIX was $8.56. That was in 2017. In 2018, VIX went up to $48.78. The next time it came down to that low was October of 2019. The VIX shot up to $85.52 after that. So we're coming inside of this danger zone. Should you still buy every month? Yes. 
but you don't want to buy historically when a VIX is low. You want to buy stocks when a VIX is high. Mm -hmm. And if we break underneath 12, I would stop until we get to about 10. And then we're going to see things start to switch up in the summertime. We're going to see a lot more volatility in June, July, and August. Can I just take an intermission break real quick? Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Yeah. All right. So here's what we'll do. Let's do Show this. some love to Shotty. I would like to push him through. <laughs> we should put the clap emojis. Put the clap emojis in chat. Slide over a little bit. Yeah. Slide over a little bit. All right. Here we go. All right. So since we talked about the VIX and we talked about the companies, let's do this. We haven't done this in a while. Let's give uh, some people some stocks. That they should be looking at maybe some levels that they can get into that you ready to do that i see yeah, the computers I'm up yeah i'm gonna shoot the stocks let's talk about my favorite which one my favorite in 2023 thus far and we talk about it a lot hard, no, and we gave oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah i'm already pulling let's talk about nvidia y'all should know the ticket by now nvda let's talk about it let me pull up my levels real quick nvidia has been kicking ass across the board um if you can get into if it ever slides back to 170 150 that's the area to get in. Anything above 267, don't touch. A low at the boat area would be like 142, 47. Um, 225 is like the, the lowest area I would touch it. It's going to come back down at some point because if you look to price to earnings ratio, the, the PE ratio is way too high. Mm -hmm. But those are the couple levels that I would like to be able to get in on a VIX. But NVIDIA is going to keep running. And if you feel like you missed out on it, I get it. It's to I totally understand. But you cannot chase because whenever you chase something too high, mm. it ends up coming down. Then you're down 15% for nothing. Um, if you need an e easy entry for like a swing trade, maybe 253 will be an area to get in and you'll be good. I love NVIDIA. I, think you all the favorite, time yeah. <laughs> I love it. And then the other one. And so NVIDIA is now part of my new plan. I know I was telling people like, let's get 100 uh, doors in real estate. Let's get a thousand shares of a company. Uh, NVIDIA is now on... Uh, my docket, my portfolio of trying to attain a thousand shares. We already did it with Apple. We did it with Microsoft. Yep. Uh, we did it with Amazon and we did it with the next company. Let's talk about AMD. Uh, NVIDIA, I mean, AMD, I like a, either 65, 79 or 54, 71. 54. It could sound like that much. That's like a low to book price. I don't okay. have context around that. Um, I wouldn't touch it here at 88 at all. It's too high. Um, but if I can get it at the sixty-five seventy-nine price point, I would be very, very happy. So you can see a, a pending order right there. It's really important to wait for your key levels. Like I know some people hate waiting. Yeah. And you message me in the middle of the night, yo, fam, it's 12 30. I know you at the baseball game, but while I'm down, you didn't listen. My <laughs> new slogan is you either listen or you lose. You pick. I'm telling you what areas to wait for. 6579 is the area to get in. Wait for that. P ratio is getting back to normal for AMD. Um, please put in chat. It is best to wait for the best price. That, <laughs> I saw you put that on on your Instagram. That that was that's your new slogan. Have to you you, you landed in New York. Told people about screwed it out the window. How to like <laughs> FRC fell apart. It's like some things are common sense. Yeah, but if you're just trying to gamble, and guess what? Even and I was saying this on the way over when I was on live. Even when you're trading and investing, you are competing against other traders and sometimes your broker. So your brokerage may, and it's something I told Stock Club Call, I'll never say it again after I say it here publicly. If you're trading so well, mm -hmm. you have to understand if you are becoming a risk for the brokerage. That's why like you guys ever have traded and you get on a win streak in the next quarter, your orders don't get filled. 
the quality of trades are not there and you feel like the market is parading against you, sometimes the brokerages will take the other side of your trade mm. to keep you, or you'll set a stop 10% down and it hit the 10% stop all of a sudden, it hits your stop and then goes off in your favor. You have to be mindful of these things. Either listen or you'll lose. It's up to you. Be a patient investor. <laughs> it pays. I'm gonna throw let's let's throw uh one in there and um I'm sure Bam's Bam's gonna be happy about this. And they had a pretty good quarter on 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 semiconductor. Since we're talking about Sam's, we talked about yeah. NVIDIA. ON is one of my sleepers. It's one of my sleepers. It? Yeah, yeah. I, I I spoke about it last year. It did really well. And then uh Bam texted me like, yo, bro, you didn't tell me whether you sold it or not. I'm like, you know, my, I've been so busy. Yeah. Um, but I I think I like on long term. Um, as one of those sleep, sleepier semiconductors. Yeah. The only reason I found it, and this is what I'm talking about when you do the research is, again, I was looking at SMH, I was looking at other semiconductor ETFs, and I kept seeing a common theme and that they had allocation inside of this company. And so now I'm just like, I got to figure out what this company does, what's their role. I'm like, oh, okay, yeah. okay. Let me look at this as from an ETF standpoint, but also let me look at it from an individual equity standpoint. How do I invest in it? They had a great quarter. Let's talk about on semi. Yeah, I like on at $66.82. And if it gets back down to $47.58, that'll be like a load to boat price. But $66.82 is where I like it. It's currently at $78.33. So not that far off. Um, solid company, not top two, but it has been like a consistent grower. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, $66.82 is where I like it for a long-term hold only. All right, let's go to uh carpenter technology. This is one that probably people don't talk about. Uh, CRS is the ticker. Uh, they just beat their EPS by 25%, which mm -hmm. is nothing to to slouch at. So 25% on the earnings per share. Uh, CRS, what's your thoughts? I don't like this in long term. Maybe for a swing trade, mm -hmm. but because it's high, their all-time high was in 2007 at $79.66. I don't like it. It has some real deep valleys. Um, low to boat price would be like 19 bucks and 59 cents. If I had to get a nail, I'll wait for 36. But ideally, I mean, look, in 2007, it was at 79 and 08 because of recession it went down to 12. Okay, let's take that out. 2014, it went from 66. Two years later, it was down to 25. So this stock has a history of being cut at least in half. Um, I will wait for that 33 to $38 range if I just had to jump in, but 19 dollars is where i would want to get it ideally on carpenter yeah this is this, uh, you, to put this one on my chart review i said wait hold on i've never even, even researched this company h l h e l e h e l e helen of troy limited uh talk to me about this one here. this one is interesting um this is one of the ones when you end up doing your research and you find like a company that's had a great breakout quarter or year they had from 2018 to 2021, they did absolutely amazing. Look at their 10 year chart, though, right? If we go back to 2013, we're trading at what, $35? Yeah. Right? Up until 2022. Even last year, it got up to 232 and then fell back down. Yeah. Uh, currently at 98 bucks. I like it at 75 or $76 if I got to touch it. But it went from 47 in 2014 up to 265 and then and gave all those gains away. So write this down. I want you to look at that 10-year chart, and if it has any drops over 50%, you cannot hold that thing for five years. Because mm. most companies that tend to drop 50 60% in a year or two years, that pattern tends to repeat itself in the next recession or a major pullback. Um, 
It's an interesting company, but I don't like it unless it gets to 75. Can we go to some commodities? Absolutely. Let's do some commodities. Let's talk about uh, gold. Yes. Took a GLD. Uh, we talked about a lot this with 19 keys and with JC. Um, I like gold. I will wait for like 172.99 to get in for a ticker GLD. A low to boat price. If it ever back got back there, it would be like 125. But 172.99 is is good. You should have some gold exposure, maybe 10%. I know everyone's like, should I buy the actual stock or have the physical version? Mm -hmm. It's really hard to carry around 50 pounds of gold. <laughs> if you have something great, I know if you walk through the Bronx with gold, what's going to happen to you? The modern day slick red. Hey, it's going to come right out your pockets like Mario coins. <laughs> but GOD at $172.99 isn't bad. Uh, low to boat price is $126. Did you go see that yet? Yeah, I took Xander to go see it. Yo, it's crazy. Amazing. Well, I, I felt like it's most been breaking records every week. Every great week. Movie. Yeah, it's ridiculous. The parts that I saw were great. Yeah, it made me want to go play Mario Kart. I came home and yeah. said, "Let's let me let me beat my kids down in Mario Kart real quick." All right, we talked about gold. Let's talk about silver. Um, SLV, fucking eighteen dollars and seventeen cent is one price, and the low to boat price would be like twelve sixty. Um, the all time high for SLV is twenty seven dollars and ninety eight cent. There is not much upside in it. Not much growth. I wouldn't. I personally do not have gold in my portfolio. Um, never have, never will. Mm -hmm. Just because the upside is very limited. Um, one year return is nine point six eight percent. Five year is forty seven percent return. Mm -hmm. All time return is sixty five percent. This is this is a true story. In two thousand and six, yeah, maybe seven. Um, I believe myself, Shadi, and Jamal. We started a company together and Greg, shout out to my brother, Greg. We started this company, this real estate company called uh, Money Through Investing. It was called MTI. Yeah. And we were like all into, into investing. It was real estate. It was stock market. And uh, we had done, we had this little book uh, group that we did. We read uh, Rich Dad, Poor Dad. Yep. And Robert Kiyosaki was coming to speak at a, at a church in New York City. That's dope. And we were like, oh, we got to go. We got to go. And he spent two hours talking about investing in silver. Two out so much so that I was like, I gotta go invest in silver. At the time, I think it was like fourteen dollars. Yeah, and I didn't do it. I spent mm -hmm. two hours listening to him talk about doing it, and I didn't do it. And so, if you look at the 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 chart, right? If you look at uh, SLV's chart in two thousand six, this is right, right? It was like fourteen dollars was teetering around there, yep. and then you saw uh, the spike that it had in two thousand eleven, where it ran up to forty six dollars. Yep, and that's probably, I mean. Think about that. He it's held it for five run, yeah. years. He probably had millions of dollars in it, had a, a nice run, and then sold it. And obviously, it pulled back, and now it's trading at $22. But sometimes, like, we'll get nervous. Like, we'll take the steps, but we won't take the next step. We'll take yeah. step one, but we won't go to step two. Yeah. Um, and it, it's a valuable lesson. That's happened a couple of times in life. And it was like, a lot of people look at us and like, hey, you guys never made any mistakes in life. Yeah. We've taken step one without saying, all right, let me, let me take the next step, which is step two, and say, hey, even if I bought I mean, if you just take $15, I could have put $300 in there. Yep. Right. I would have had shares and that would have appreciated over time. Who knows what that would look like? But these are the lessons that you learned, man. Like, yeah, I was into investing. Yeah, I took the steps to listen to somebody who I thought was a great mind. In it. And yeah, they gave me the advice. No, I didn't execute. Yeah. The execution was, was lacking. So valuable lesson learned. And sometimes commodities, like we talked about last week with JC, will have 
five, six years of doing nothing, and then they'll have two or three years of mm -hmm. aggressive pushing. But if you look at, and some people are asking like, hey, where can I see where the returns are? Just type in the stock that you want to see. So I, in Google, SLV stock, go to max, it's up 65%. I mean, Meta's up, uh, damn it, 100% in a quarter. Ridiculous. Um, Apple's up 25% in a quarter. The all-time return thus far for SLV has been 65%. That's not that great of a return for uh, since inception period and 47% over the last five years is not a good return. All right. We can't, we can't leave here without telling the people what they want to hear. Let's talk about Bitcoin. One of your favorite things to look at. <laughs> um, I love Bitcoin. I just, I'm like, one day I'm going to get, a, well, I'm, I'm trying to get Peter Schiff on here. Like I'm want to get him and one other person, maybe Michael Saylor to come in and tell the truth about Bitcoin. But, um, I like it at 13,154. Mm-hmm. I was waiting to see if it would break above that 50% retracement of its all-time high, which would be 36,269. It has not gotten there yet. As much as banks have fallen apart, because um, last year everyone was like, you don't know crypto, and this is the best use case. But as a result, more retail investors have not put as much money into Bitcoin as they said that they would. Mm -hmm. Institutions haven't either, and although it's had a great bounce from 16,000 up to about 28, yep. it I thought Bitcoin would have been at 50,000 if banks fell apart. Going back to the decentralization part, mm -hmm. there is no decentralized currencies that will not be infiltrated by the banks. Does it does the current situation of banks actually show the more of a, a use case need for a, a space like Bitcoin? Yeah, yeah, definitely a need. Yeah. They will not allow it. So as, as soon as everyone starts right now, <laughs> that's my point. As soon as people were like, hey, at scale, we're going to find a way to transact without each other. Okay, great. Y'all think y'all going to get away from paying this VIG? Great. You're going to have to send the money through the companies now, through FedNow. Mm. So the money will go through FedNow. They'll disperse it to Amazon and Walmart and Home Depot and Lowe's and OnlyFans and wherever else. They're going to make sure they get top-line revenue. To, you don't, So if I'm saying this on Twitter and seeing this on Twitter and Instagram, you don't think that the Federal Reserve is not seeing it and say, okay, let's just undercut all that? They'll probably even change the name of FedNow and make it something more attractive. And I keep saying, if they give everyone $1,000 a quarter for the next two years in a recession to make people sign up for it, what do you think is going to happen? They're going to sign up. Yeah. I mean, that that's really like, it's a stipend. It, it's it's the universal basic income. Absolutely. There you go. Slowly, being Slowly but surely. All right. We can't touch uh, Bitcoin without talking about Ethereum. Ethereum's yes. at 1833 uh, and 33 cents. What's your thoughts? Where are we at with it? Um, I like Ethereum if it gets down to 13.3270. It's currently at 18.34. It's too high for me to buy. Um, Ethereum has been in this chat uh, channel of being at between 2,000 and pretty much 1,100. Um, I like it at 13.32.70 and some change if I'm going to buy it and load the boat. I do think there's a use case for it, but the government has found a way to come in and throttle all major activity from any outside currencies. And I keep saying like to make a currency or payment system go popular without them being involved is a legal act of war. Mm. And they're going to find a way to throttle it. Once again, Vitalik is Russian and Bitcoin is owner creator supposedly is Japanese. The Russians are mining the most Bitcoin. Be careful. Be careful. You don't think that the federal government saw everybody wanted a digital something. They bought all the bullshit NFTs. 
<laughs> and they were not going to get involved in the game. This is a classic Surprise. case of needing to be quiet in order for a project to work. So All right, I do man. like Ethereum, man, Bitcoin. Shout out to my brother, Shadi. Uh, I saw people clapping enough. Yeah. Let's, can we just put that mic on the chair? Just put the yeah. mic on the chair. Perfect. It looks kind of weird. That's kind of weird. All right. So let's do this. We had a, we had a, a great guest l- last week, and it's always good to be reflective of like while we were listening. I know like we had a conversation about it like, yo, that was incredible and crazy. Shout out to JC. So what was the biggest lesson you took away from last week's episode of Market Mondays? Um, The volatility always reverts to the mean. And I've known that before, but to hear him say it. So if anything goes up in a parabolic fashion, let me pick on AMC real quick. So like when AMC, and I went to go see Mario Brothers at an AMC theater, mm-hmm. it was like 60 of us in there. It was not packed. So AMC went from 191 down to 72. I mean, up to 72. Then it went from $72 and came back down to 11. If a stock takes off too fast, 5X growth, 8X growth in a year, normally it's going to come back down to what the average price is. That happened. Um, and probably second lesson from there, it's just just study every market. Like notice he went to mm-hmm. gold futures. When I was gonna go there. I was gonna go. Yeah, yeah. When Ethereum, like study every market on earth. Russell three thousand, Russell two thousand, um, the FTSE, the German DAX. I'm not saying this for a hot take. I'm going to be real with y'all. I'm gonna talk for Shadi since he's sick. <laughs> All the people that do hot takes and podcasting are broke. I'm gonna ask you again. Since people want to talk podcasts and shit, how many podcasts make a million dollars a year or more? Uh, I don't, Black, white included. Um, Most people are talking to you guys. How many do you think? What's the number you think, though? Honestly. Maybe 20. 20? Oh, like worldwide. Black, maybe seven. Maybe. Okay. I could, I could, I could get, yeah, probably seven. Maybe. I would, I would 10. I'll max it at 10. Max at 10. You, we can name some names. We can max that 10. Okay. So <laughs> I say that's to say, as Rashad would say, a lot of people are talking to you to get your interest and attention to make them rich and not you. No. Study every market on earth if you want to edge in this market. And if I've made you money, please <laughs> put yes in chat. I think you brought up a good point about and my biggest t- takeaway and was the fluency. Yeah. Right. We talk about, I've talked about this a lot, but like people always talk about financial literacy and that's great. The understanding of finance and how it looks and how to read it. But the fluency was that is what impressed me uh, when I was in the JT talk. It was the way he was able to move from chart to chart. Mm -hmm. Like that wasn't preempted. We didn't tell him like, Hey, we're going to talk about this today and make sure you had like, I just told him bring charts. That was it. Like he, he, the questions were just kind of, and he had, the charts are ready. Yeah. Right. That tells me how fluent he is. Like he speaks the language so well that he's prepared for anything at any time. Yeah. And so when he was going through through the different uh industries, it was just like, wait, this is crazy. Yeah. Then he went from a historical standpoint. It was like, yo, this is different. Like his level of expertise is admirable. Absolutely. It's like, yo, this is he's he's diving into this at a at a different level. And I was like, all right, the fluency in which he speaks about is incredible, but also. The way that he didn't even he said, "Yo, I don't even use fundamentals." Like I'm, I, I'm, that's I'm, ballsy I'm yeah, yeah. I'm a firm believer. Like that's I don't. Ballsy. I'm not suggesting anybody just say mm-hmm. like f fundamentals. Like I'm yeah. not on. I'm not part of that game. I'm part of the game that's that. Yo, let's use both, right? And his yeah. thing is like, I guess at that level of proficiency and that level of fluency, one the is not even, even if you argue Bitcoin, right? When everyone was like, Bitcoin was going to go to a hundred thousand, great use case, limited supply. 
Why did it fall so far? I call the price of Bitcoin based off technicals, not just technicals, right? Yep. So I don't, I wouldn't go that far to say not to use them, but I do love that he has the chutzpah to say, I don't even look at fundamentals. Yeah, didn't even ask him to master what you know. Yeah. And, and so the other part was this, and it was like, because as we were listening for us, it was like, oh, this is advanced. Mm -hmm. But it was like, all right, in order for me to comprehend a language, sometimes it needs to be spoken to me. Mm hmm. And it's raw form. Yep. And I'm going to pick up on things and pick up on things and then I'll become fluent in it. Yeah. And so I know we brought it back a little bit to say, all right, let's just slow down a little bit because yeah. you never know. Somebody could be watching Market Mondays for this first time and we don't want to make anybody feel alienated. Yeah. But I'm sure there was people that were watching last week and they were like, oh, as he's talking more, I'm understanding. I'm getting it. I'm understanding yeah, a lot of people more. who are. And so that level of focus, I know it's like people are like, hey, is it like, like all those things are questions, but like, are you focused enough to catch what he's saying? Mm -hmm. Are you learning? Are just like when we talked about IBM or we talked about Intel, yeah. are they able to innovate in real time? Are you able to understand and comprehend and critically think? If not go back and replay it in real time, yeah. right? If that's happening, like I know people watch this and they take notes, that's incredible. Because when I'm watching it, I'm writing notes, note right? Like you time. see this iPad here every day, like yeah. there's a whole sheet and Ian can test it. It's just nothing but notes. notes like yep. if I'm listening to somebody talk, I'm like, wait. Let me add that to what I'm doing because this is like the way he just did that. I got to figure out how I can add that to my arsenal. So like that level of focus is important from the audience and is important from us because it's like we don't know everything. Yep. And we don't even I'm straight up. I don't even pretend to know everything, but I am willing to try to learn yeah. a lot of things. Yeah. Right. And so like I think those are my two biggest takeaways, the level of fluency he spoke with, but also the the level of attention to detail and being focused in the present and being able to critically think in the present. But then also like, hey, if I didn't catch it, I can go play it back. Go play it back three times. So, also, so, those like, things are important. When he was like, hey, what moving average do you, do you use? That's the first thing I asked. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> 10 weeks. Remember I told you guys about 72-day moving average. Like the par And this is one thing I always want to say. Great traders and investors all see the same information and see the same way. Mm -hmm. You never get two conflicting people being like, Apple's good and this one's terrible. Like, whether you pick Dan Ives, Kathy Wood, Elon Musk, every, me, I, everyone's going to agree Apple, Apple is amazing. So when you guys are watching like a technical episode like that, and it may go by really fast, it's to speed you up to the levels of what you need to be in real time during a recession. Because guess what? Your competitors are using that information to trade against you and invest against you as well. So sometimes you got to listen faster and then also use the replays for our advantage. Very true. I have to ask you, though, yeah, that Lorenz Tate episode <laughs> was amazing. Yeah. If y'all saw that, please put yeah, yes in yeah, chat. Yeah, 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 yeah. What was the biggest takeaway that you had from interviewing him and I came in on the tail end of it. I, I hate that I missed it. Yeah, shout, I thought, to, shout out to our brother Lorenz Tate. Um, I think number one is his level of professionalism. Yeah. Um, the way he pays attention to detail. Um, his poise, right? Because when we were talking about his career, a lot of people would, you know, they get sensitive when they talk about their career. Yeah. Right. Because it comes with with peaks and it comes with, you know, nose in it and peaks and valleys. But his poise when he talks about it, it didn't seem like he was harboring like negative feelings about mm -hmm. it it was like everything was a lesson for him and even inside those I guess quote-unquote lows he was finding other ways and that's why one of the questions we asked him was like well what are you doing when you're not on set when you're yeah. not getting a gig and very 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 candidly he was like hey I created a production company I'm doing stuff with my brothers we're still doing stuff in Chicago but I'm also still acting at the same time yeah. um he and he needs to be celebrated Absolutely. So, you know, just like I said, like we we grew up in an era where we saw male actors and I don't want to separate 
uh, the UK actors or the African American, Amer- Af- African American, yeah. African American, but also the African English actors, because a lot of them come from Ghana and Nigeria, and they grow up in the United Kingdom. But I don't want to create a division there. But the at the time we didn't really know too many of them, yeah. um, and to, to see that that era of actor is still being given roles and it's still being celebrated. I'm happy for that, man. Yeah. It makes me proud, but it makes me proud to see that these brothers doing like uh, yeah. Daniel, Daniel Ochoa from uh, Get Out and, and what uh, my man uh, Franklin Singh Franklin is done. Right. Oh, I mean, those, those guys are incredible. Those guys, no, those guys are incredible, yeah. but I mean, it's the diaspora, right? There is no bridge there. And yeah. so to, to have a moment to celebrate and give flowers to somebody that we grew up on, like we literally grew up on old dog. Yeah, absolutely. Um, to hear him talk and hear about, you know, how he's gracefully going throughout his career, really no blemishes, right? You never heard anything crazy about Lorenz Tate, man. It, it was impressive. Which is a tough thing to do. Especially in Hollywood, especially being like a leading man. Yeah. Like, like there's there was a generation, and I mean, that show, they're in the chat right now, but like, he's the guy. Yeah. Like, you know, like Halle Berry was like for us, like Lorenz Tate was the guy. Yeah. That's pause. You can't say he's one of them one. That's a compliment. That's pause, though. You, no, you can't say one. Let them, let yeah, them say it. Pause. <laughs> You can't say that. They gotta say that. Gotcha. No, but he, I mean the the fact that we got to celebrate him the way we did, and the fact that we're gonna do this every show now. Since last week, I'm gonna find one pause worthy mo- sponsored by Bayer. <laughs> if Ian's giving you a headache, get Trevor shot. Hey, you can't. Shout out to the No, nah, it was incredible. And again, like we got a chance to to celebrate him and have him speak about the business side of acting because it's a very tough job. Yeah, and it's a very tough career, but he's made it a career, and he's managed to navigate through hollywood uh for over 25 years man which is which is no easy task man so shout out to lorenz that won't be the last time you'll see him with us though i got a good feeling about that you want to announce something real quick uh yeah let's talk about the debt ceiling (laughs) so the debt ceiling was raised and then our good i'll be trying y'all good old janet yellen has said that (laughs) that the ceiling uh it's probably gonna run out <laughs> first that was pretty quick what, what what's, what's the deal with this um this usually happens in at the last minute they end up raising it but i am really concerned about um our country right now and how much debt we have hold on let me go to the google real quick if i go to america's debt clock we are currently at trillion. I mean, it's $94,000 per citizen, $240,000 per taxpayer. And I I don't have the answer to how to fix this. I don't. I'm sure as always, they'll raise the ceiling um, because, of course, going into an election, you can't have that kind of uh, debt looming over you. Um, It's not good for any candidate. But um, I'm just when I look at the overall macro picture for us, I mean, like the the money, the U.S. money supplies hit like a 13 week low. Mm -hmm. So like even when I'm going to places now, they're not taking cash. They have no coins available. Why? Coin shortage. What? Or all the coin stars. Like it's amazing to see a transformation from just even three years ago prior to COVID, how much cash was available Mm -hmm. versus how much is not available now. And then we keep going into debt while being in war and we need new leadership across the board very fast but i do feel like this is a as everyone will call it like a great reset in real time and yeah. i don't think we'll be able to go back from here yeah i feel like that always happens right yeah. that just it's a continuous theme the debt ceiling is approaching the debt ceiling is approaching we got to raise it 
it's uproar until like the last minute your last raise and it's like oh it started off it's like it's like the same theme over and over and over again again. yeah nothing really changes though yeah i guess we shall mount to the situation we shall but they'll they'll raise the ceiling i mean the debt's going to continue to get higher no matter what um our and i was talking about this earlier with um frc so their debt to loan ratio was 111 percent so they had more loans out than they did ridiculous and say capital coming in our debt ratio, federal debt to GDP ratio in 2000 was 58%. Now it's 120. So our country's debt ratio is worse than first, than FCR, First Republic Bank. But everyone, you conspiracy theorists, Deontay, shut up, my boy. You do not know. This is my thoughts, Ian, the Red Panda Rebellion. Oh, you do not know what you're talking about. I will be at Citadel and JP Morgan later this week and Meta. I'm telling you. What's the answer to continue to invest? Because even if let's say we come off the American dollar, you'll still have assets that you will be able to use in another currency. But I this is scary for our debt ratio to be at in 1960 was at 52.9, 1980 was at 34 percent. We're at 120.35 percent debt to GDP ratio. So how much debt we have versus how much the country is making, we're upside down. Mm. America's a meme stock. Mike clipped that up. And nobody's coming to save us at all in fact there was and we'll talk about this maybe next week there was more countries that are urging uh their citizens not to use the u.s dollar yeah well we'll add that to the to the <laughs> segment last week this is a big week though it's a big week yes. and, and we kind of spoke about it before we uh the show started but uh the fred is going to potentially raise rates yep what's your thoughts on it well let's give our number and we'll see what happens i think a quarter you think i'm i'm with you yeah i, th- I, I think, think a quarter percent raise a, a quarter percent raised yeah. what what are the impacts of that on the market uh let's say this week oh uh, some stocks will slide down i mean we'll talk about apple later but i think stocks will slide just a little bit they keep saying that they want to destroy the job market and we haven't gotten to where we need to be mm-hmm. i wish they would just rip the band-aid off and at one time get to the number where we need to get i know that's not the best fiscal policy i don't think Jerome is doing what he needs to do in order to get us there. I know it's a tough place because you're in between a rock and a hard place, but I would rather him rip the bandaid off Mm -hmm. and we recover from the numbers opposed to like gradually like dying from a thousand cuts. So a a lot of the important things happening. The the Fed rate is happening this week, but I, and I think we probably agree on this. The most important thing is some of these earnings. Yeah. The number one coming and I'll go down the list and we'll get to the most important one uh, is on Thursday. And that is Apple. Yes. They are reporting their earnings. I mean, we saw what Microsoft did, yes. and we spoke about it in detail earlier about the growth that they had. What are the expectations from European of Apple in this quarter? I think they'll beat both. I think they'll be expectations. If they don't, we're in trouble. Like we were talking about a project. Oh, man. <laughs> if they do not beat earnings and Apple's revenue is not where it should be and does not beat expectations, it's over with. But I, I believe they'll beat. Um, I'm still long Apple long term as as everyone else should be but i think they'll be for sure yeah i mean we spoke about the how much is weighted in the s&p i believe was it eight percent yeah eight one company eight percent and so when we're talking about the severity of this company doesn't perform well we're talking about you're going to see a a a large pullback in the market and so we always root for apple because we root for the u.s economy is there a price point i know some people in the chat they're like hey is there a price that we should get apple at is there a price i always tell people what's today's price Right, because we're not looking at this like, hey, we're yeah. going to trade this. We're trying to keep this, like I said, a thousand shares. This might be the company that I might have to go up to five thousand shares. Absolutely, I, I just love it that much. And not, I mean, it's the greatest company that I've seen in my lifetime. Absolutely, hands down, hands down. So, 
this might be one of my new new tiers and that's 5,000 shares. And hopefully somebody can go there with me. I encourage everybody to do that. But it means that much to the U.S. economy. And so a pullback is going to hurt. Yeah. More so than a Fed rate. Absolutely. Um, 161 is a good price to get in or 165. I will say, and I'll tell everyone in Stock Club this as well. Apple and Microsoft are the two companies that I recommend you dollar cost average. And I don't recommend dollar cost averaging for anyone else. Mm. Like, so I would just buy them every month, but those, those are the two prices. Um, the all-time high is 182.94. So it still gives you some room to hit that all-time high. But if those numbers are good, I mean, maybe in October, we should see them hit an all-time new high. And when those glasses come out. Big announcement in June, June 5th. Can't wait. If they make it official <laughs> and those VR goggles come out, matter y'all better rearrange them offices again <laughs> it's over with back and to quest pro 2 is amazing but going back to brand cachet it's a luxury brand plus a bank once again they get 30 percent of uber eats uber chipotle uh doordash like that alone should make you want to invest in apple but if they finally get this ar vr headset down good night and make people want it it's over with good night yeah another 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 integrated vertical. Yep. Yes. And it, I think if they pull this off and announce this in about four years, the that headset will pass the sales of iPad. The iPad. Hmm. Yep. It's a newer product. How many iPads are in existence? Maybe. Maybe. They have a smart way. Will, out, will it outsell? Cannibalize will it outsell the phone? No. Hell no. I don't think so. Can't. Right. No, I can't. Yeah, because the sales have gone down over the past dramatically couple of years dramatically but as airpods are doing amazing yep um the wearables division absolutely incredible so if they get another strong play this would be like if durant lebron booker teamed up on one team like if they add this this wearable product and it works well and people want to wear it they're going to gradually get better this game over all right let's I mean, so that is on Thursday, but there are some other companies. You just brought up Uber. Uh, Uber is going to be reporting. I'll just say the companies. You say if you like them or not. Okay. Uh, maybe give a, one or two words if you'd like. AMD will be reporting. We just spoke about like them. AMD. Uh, AMD we love. Uh, Uber will be reporting on Tuesday. Uh, Terrible company. Uber? You hate Uber? Terrible company. Shout out to my folks over there at Uber. Shout out to all of you. Know, we know a few hey, people over Love y'all. Easy. Man, we know some people. Listen, what Charlemagne say? I can either be of the people or be of the industry. I'm gonna be of the people, but shout out to all of you there. Hey, I would love to have a meeting there. There are some things that we can do in order to increase the, increase the profit margin. I, listen, I can either lie, yeah, for the corporations or tell the truth to the people, which I won't put put it in chat. Yeah, I mean, it, this is a great like homework assignment. Look how many quarters that Uber has been profitable since its inception. Yes. That was like yours. That was yours. This is probably why you're saying it. Yes. Yes. <laughs> it's not a reflection of them. No. Or the staff no. Or management Great there. people over there. Yes. Yes. All right. So Starbucks. Starbucks is going to be reporting as well on Tuesday. I love Starbucks. Love Starbucks. Wonder Picks and Stock Club has done incredibly well. Them and McDonald's have been doing incredibly well in the recessions at 114.56 now. They should push higher maybe by summer they should break that all-time high yeah. have see. you seen that meme going around about how star i mean we know mcdonald's is the real estate play but but uh starbucks is the real estate play as well i like them together yeah towers yeah so it's yeah. the interesting it's interesting meme that's been going around shout out howard being there has been has had an impact sure. that's why i keep saying amazon needs to bring bezos back two years i don't know if he can get him away from 
you know, the little Latina he with. But if so, you get that boy in the office for two years, Amazon back off to the moon. Got him in a chokehold. <laughs> Como se dice. Oh Got him in a chokehold out there. Adios mios. The boy gave up the business. Boy. He said, I'm done. And almost got his soul taken away by Leo. That's a fash. She looked him in his eyes. Listen, that's that's dangerous. If she looked, thank God. The she... idea, yeah. Eye contact is dangerous. There's like a rule to that. Like if there's three looks, three, yeah, yeah. First it's like, oh, who's that? Then the second one's like, two, two a violation. I'm leaving on the second one. Yeah, you you leaving on the baby? Second. I'm leaving on the second one. <laughs> so we just had a little conversation about the, the little Joe Budden uh, usher twirly right you know what i'm saying yeah 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 yeah, yeah. yeah. Said, my... cardi tried to give me a lap dance what you want me to do she like you your eyes okay you can't get the lap dance you couldn't get it damn damn could you get it yeah probably oh wow you probably. got a real one yeah but uh then you don't mind the group text hold on let me Let's get the go. camera going <laughs> this is just entertainment this is, this is... these jokes are written by 85 south i love you man yes. all right let's get back to business uh so Qualcomm, which is one of uh, the semiconductors, which we said is in the top five, they're going to be reporting on Wednesday. Qualcomm is, is a vital. And when we, when we talk about Apple, it's a vital uh, semiconductor inside of a lot of businesses that Apple has, especially yep. inside of the phone specifically, but in the Mac. So Qualcomm, I love. It's in my top. I'll probably put it in my top four semis. Top four? Yeah, yeah I'll put it in there. They are going to be reporting on Wednesday. Do you like a love? I like. I like. Don't, don't love. love. No, I don't love it. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I, I can live it. with that. Y'all hear about the tone of my voice? How I feel about it. Yeah, he doesn't love yeah, it. All right. Thursday, we said Apple, but uh, Shopify. Shopify will be reporting. Block. Your darling of yesterday used to be. Yeah, of yesteryear. Of yesteryear. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you know, like once I break up with somebody, I'll be doing forever. So, <laughs> beneath the <whole> back <laughs> favorite quote. And Coinbase will be reporting as well. Um. No, I don't feel good about Block or Coin. And also, like, main reason, too, um, any crypto-based companies or payments companies are technically a competitor of Fed down. They are the market maker. Mm -mm. I mean, Brian said he may start to go to the Bahamas, and yeah, he's a very calm and collected CEO. He, he doesn't speak like that. Um, I think the earnings and report for this quarter would be okay, but... No, I'm not long Coinbase. And I think, honestly, it's a travesty, like what they've yeah. done to his company. Because it was the only financial company. For a while. Yeah, it was like yeah. I think We talked about it a few weeks ago about the regulations that have probably like stalemated the company, Absolutely. right? To a point where it's like, I can't do business here. I have to find somewhere else to do it. Yeah. But you put them, I mean, the advantage that you have here was that it was very easy to use. It was American-based. It felt like- Great user was, interface. Yeah, we can trust yeah. this, right? Yeah. But now he has to, his strong base of having- this population now turns into he has to make it an international company mm -hmm. and he's not the leader there i think any financial services company if you're not planning to sell it to the federal reserve or bank of america jp morgan you're making a mistake even stripe stripe missed their moment to go public which they would have been one of the darling ipos now that the market conditions have tightened and people don't want as many ipos they won't get fair valuation if you're not looking to with that end goal in mind to sell to one of those big players yeah they're going to cut your legs from beneath you. Yeah, Stripe. Uh, I built, I saw this in, in Inc. magazine. Um, Stripe had an evaluation of over $147 billion. Yep. It was on pace to be the largest evaluation in the history yep. of the market. And missed their moment. And they, they may have missed a moment. I think SpaceX is, SpaceX is now on pace to be yeah. the, the largest, largest, uh, one. largest in the history. 
Yeah. Uh, so shout out to everybody that has tuned in. Hit the like button. Hit the like button. Please. It said prayers up and shoddy. Shoddy. Yeah, the prayers up for my brother. He is okay. He is probably getting some rest right now. So shout out to him. Need it. Um, yeah, man. It's been an eventful market Mondays. Yes. The lesson for the quarter is no more basketball. Let's <laughs> get some rest. Need a million dollar insurance policy anytime we play. <laughs> I, listen, I should have listened to Troy. I asked Troy 20 minutes for I tore my MCO. That's no plan. I'm not finna let them hurt me. I'm like, oh, okay. Next thing. <laughs> we got the footage. I showed you the footage, man. Yeah. Prayers up for Ian and, and, and his knee, man. He, he is a trooper. He came all the way out here on a tour at uh, MCL. Shotty had the flu game. But the show must go on, man. So I appreciate everybody being here tonight. And, oh, wait, wait, wait. It's May 1st. So I just want to give uh, condolences and rest in peace to Gigi Bryant. Oh, Gigi wow. Bryant today would have been her 17th birthday. We got the Kobe's up there tonight to Perfect celebrate her. My lady Mama Cetas will be here um, in a few days. Uh, so rest in peace to her and Kobe and all the lives lost in that tragic. That I mean, crazy. I was talking, I had the the sweatshirt on today and um, somebody asked me like, oh, that's Korean. And she was like, how long has it been since he passed? And I'm like, yeah, it's almost three and a half years. That's crazy. Man. Still, I still remember like yeah, remember January 26, 2020, like it was that. So. Yeah. Uh, condolences up to the family, like I said, and, and happy uh, birthday in heaven to Gigi. And speaking of birthdays, Ian. Yes. We need a close-up. We need a close-up. Hold on. Give me that. This boy, an editor, cinema photographer, director. Let me, let me get in my shot. Father, investor. Hold on, hold on. Let me get in my shot. Speaking of birthdays, this week happens to be a very important week in birthdays in my family. The love of my life. My wife. Shout out to the queen. I want to say happy birthday to Danielle. You know, she is uh, my better half. Uh, she completes me. She's the reason why I can flourish in the space that I am. So nothing is possible without her. I'd just like to say happy birthday, honey. Uh, I love you dearly. And everybody here loves you dearly. So yes. if you'd like to just wish her happy birthday, feel free to. Um, but we're going to have a great weekend. And we're going to have a, a, a great year. Uh, and a lot of it has to do with you. So happy birthday, dear. Love you. Back to our regularly scheduled program. All oh right, we're back. We're back. We're back. We're back. It's the hard, it's hard, it's hard, it's hard. God, fellas, <laughs> we got to tighten up. Shoddy, when you feel better, watch the replay. We got to tighten up. My man, I'm like, how you at, Troy? Like, oh, hey, man. Yo, man. Nah, seriously. Life. Family life is important, man. Rest is important. Uh, and balance is important. I know uh, we live a very imbalanced life. Yes. Uh, but uh, again, having a great partner makes that a lot easier. Old jokes aside, that makes it a lot easier. Balancing work, balancing children, balancing marriage is a lot. But like I said, having a, a great partner makes that a lot easier um, and makes it fruitful. It makes it enjoyable. It makes it fun. So, yeah. yeah happy Speaking birthday. of amazing partnerships. Yes. When Joe said that was the last time y'all were coming up there to do your promo run, how did you feel? Um, I'm gonna get these talks in real quick. <laughs> shout out to Corey. Listen, shout hold on. Shout out, shout out to Joe. Shout, shout out to Joe. Joe. Shout out to Joe. Everybody up there. Shout out to Joe for oh. Mel, uh, Ish, Ice, Queen, Parks, Parks, the whole team up there, man. They were gracious enough to have us. Anytime we get invited up there, we know we're gonna have a good time. Uh, a lot of stuff was said in just, um, and I believe that was probably one of the media trainer or is just you. <laughs> nah, this, that's interesting right they like yo you guys have to talk this way for sponsorships i'm like maybe they, no, they haven't really haven't been around us enough yeah so that that this is what we are every day and it's probably one of the most unique things that we get to be ourselves every day and show up as ourselves every day like there's no yeah. act to this i'm sure people have run up into us plenty of times outside of seeing us on youtube and they're like yo yeah. those are really the guys that i see on on youtube or where i see them on instagram so we take great pride in that 
Um, and, and Joe, Joe's a professional man. Mm-hmm. You know, he 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 likes to you know get a little messy, but it's all done in love and, and, and good jest. And I, like I said, when when I was telling him the fact that he mentions us and he mentions you as well, and he mentions yeah. InvestFest so much, that is a form of love to me, right? He doesn't he doesn't have, have to, to do right. He doesn't have to yeah. do that. There's a plenty of other things he could be saying in a negative space, but he never does. Um, and and gives us a lot of credit for the space, right? Like when we think about five years ago, there was no, like, how did we know these yeah. people? Um, and we were, I mean, God has blessed us to create a platform that is shining a light on so many brilliant people that have helped raise it, this, this financial literacy space and raise financial education for our community, man. So it's never going to be any hatred towards Joe. I ain't nothing but love, man. He's yeah. a pioneer, right? Before there was any of this, there was Joe Button podcast and yeah. other yeah, space. So he's a legend in the space. Him, I mean, there's a bunch of people that influence the space so so greatly that it'd be tough for me to say anything negative about them. And I wouldn't, man. Those are our guys. And hopefully we will see them all. I got a confirmation from five out of the six. I know Ice gonna be there. It's gonna be there. Melissa. Mel's gonna be Park's there. Gonna be there. Park said he's gonna pull up. Oh, come on, my guy. Queen said he's gonna pull up, and okay. we'll see. Joe, I, I I got a good feeling Joe will pull up. So shout out to him. Yeah, that's amazing. Always lead with love. That's the big lesson. And all the top brands throughout history. And of course, I know if you go read, you know, biographies and stuff like that, there are some competitive parts and doggy dog parts. But like in the modern era, like post 1980, all the brands that have won have won basically off focusing on the customer base, not evil tactics. So that's a good lesson for us to. Yeah, we're going to lead with love, lead with education. I mean, that's that's our message, right? Is education is uplifting. It's not built on controversy. It's not built on hate. It's not built on talking about other people. That gets us nowhere. That's where it's like, yeah. that's the difference between this and like, I guess, rap. Yeah. Right. It's like, yo, I might have to do somebody to gain more traction. Well, it's just like, we just got to keep piling on the information because yeah. if we deliver it consistently the way that we have, like, this isn't easy. Right. And people like, you know what I mean? Like we do this every single Monday. We put out an episode every Tuesday. We got other shows and other speaking things that we do. And we have families that we are raising um, and need us. And it's not easy, but the fact that we can continuously and consistently give out valuable information that can help impact people, that's the great separator, right? Yeah. And if somebody wants to challenge that, isn't that like better for everyone? There's no such thing as competition. <laughs> that great? That's better for everyone. Like, yo, you yeah. have more information than me? Great. Give it to the people. That helps everybody, right? And so when you look at it from a holistic standpoint, when you look at it from a a community standpoint, that's how community grows, right? You have more information than me? Good. Give it to them. Make sure it's great. Right now, they get that from me. They get some information from you. They get some from over here. That only helps everyone. Yeah. So, like, I could, I mean, yo, if you got great information, share it. If you want to build your community, build it. I'm for it all, man. You're never going to hear me, like, criticize. And if you, di- if you did try to diss me or us, you know me. You know my rules, man. You're not going to hear reply. Too, man. That's my guy. <laughs> Um, you, you guys see me with Peter later this week. I'll be at Meta at some point this week. Check me out this week on Compound and Friends with Josh. I got to get that conversation with Josh and Shotty set up too. Yeah, that's happening. That's happening. Yeah. It's all love. So, it's all love. It's never, nothing, nothing but love. Yeah. Well, I love y'all. I hope you guys have had an amazing Monday. And I'm going to go back through replay. Put your cash ups in real quick. Yeah, yeah. They're about and to I, run them up. They're about to run them up. about to run it up. Yo, man, Lee would love uh, investfest.com for your tickets for investfest. We got Diddy. We got Robert F. Smith. We got some more surprises. Mm-hmm. We got uh steve style junior bridgman uh we got jada we got joy taylor Amazing. we got milano we Amazing. got ronnie brown we got jermaine dupree we got angie martinez we got mike no i mean mike novograss name is nobody the billy forget. the billy count 
It's growing. It's the growing. one you told me today, I'm not going to say that. Easy, easy. It's growing. Make sure you go over to investfest.com, get your tickets. And Bam, I'm not going to forget everybody. If you're looking for the merch, head over to the, uh, EYL.com, hit the merch tab, use the code BOGO. Buy one, get one uh, on selected items. And he texts me, shout out to Bam. He texts me live like we're not doing this live. <laughs> he said on hoodies, sweatshirts, tracksuits, crop tops, and beanies. Go over there now and check it out. And uh, Market Monday's live. Next yes. stop, London. Peacock Theater, June 18th. Make sure y'all get your tickets. We're going way, way, way up, way up. And our way is going to be one that you will not forget. How to trade the London market. Going to actually give you a trading plan, the 22 rules for trading. And uh, I need you to pull up some live trades like you did in Apollo. And I'm going to do the same thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got yeah. a few. I got a few. You no, know, we're gonna put some things on. I the got, I got a few. It's time we put so some things on the screen. That's a fact, man. Love is love, y'all. Be good to each other. Pray for each other. Take care of each other. And uh, yeah, we'll, I'll take the prayers off a shot of in deliver. Yeah, we're gonna check it right now. <laughs> love is love. Peace.